already watching this on Utreon, you know we go live so we can actually hold guns. There you go. Referred to as shitters by our friends over in the UK that are under the tyranny of, uh, of, uh, monarchies, etc. But anyway, so <laughs> this is why we're on Utreon. If you want to join us live, you go to Utreon slash Who Moved My Freedom, and you can see us hold guns and show off guns and all that kind of stuff. Um, everyone here is going to have a shooter with them. So there you go. Otherwise, we'll throw this up on YouTube as well. We'll have it up on YouTube for everyone out there. All right, let me load the dudes up into the frame here. And uh, if the audio is good, feeding out to everyone, I will kick it off and get it going. Welcome back to the Hank Stream Situation. Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right. Yes, we are live. We are live. Let me get these guys loaded in here one more again. Here we go. Let's uh, wait. What's happening? Hold on. I'm messing this up big time now. I'm taking over. You're taking over. I wish you had that ability. <laughs> Take over. All right. Let's get the jazz hands in the air. Come on. These are these are some of my favorite people on tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, Rob you McKinley. can't take over let's unless see. you got flying ribs on your side. Buddy. Let's see those jazz hands, damn it, Rob. Come on, no one is too macho to show the jazz hands. There you go. Boom. Oh, we are we live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. This is episode 939. There you go. And the title is The Future of Firearms That's at Stake. I've got the brain trust of the firearms industry <laughs> Riding on this show tonight, okay? Riding on this show. Uh, where tonight. are they at? Big dudes. Yeah, what, what, big, introduce me to them. <laughs> big dudes are here. Let's start. Rob McNeely. There he goes. Of Tusk. T U S C. Sponsors of the podcast here. There he goes. Rob, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? And Put uh, a microphone on my face. Absolutely. There you go. That's lots of brains right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the big head, like a giant thumb. <laughs> Yeah. Then we all speak, speaking of big heads, we've got Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms also joining us. I mean, he's like uh, two thirds of the brain trust right there. <laughs> just, in, just with Walter. <laughs> and also my friend who's oh, not look been, at that. he's not been on the show in a while. John Crump, Crumpy. What's up? Thank you, Hank. It's nice meeting you for the first time ever. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been on in a while, man. It's it's hard to to uh, pin you down. Kids, man. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. How is you know, everyone? Soccer practice. Uh, they're, doing, they're doing good. Um, in fact, if you go to uh, link dot, uh, like what is it? Linktr dot ee slash crumpy, you can go ahead and buy some popcorn. Oh no! I did already. I did already. Oh, did you? Or or get go slash nine nine seven and give cash. Gibsongo dot com slash nine nine seven. Oh my god! Okay, just be ready for a lot of that today. Ready for a lot of that. Let me do this. You Shelly Fungus. Shelly Shelly Fungus is out there. Shelly Fungus says, "Even guys and Lola, now that Hank is on schedule, 
Uh, I go live when, only when I feel like it. No, I've been sick. I had the COVID. I still have the COVID. So I think some, someone told him that in the uh, in the chat. But yes, I am coming down off the Coviticus. So this is probably the first time since 2019 that I got it. But back then they said in 2019 that I had the B strain. This time my test showed positive for Coviticus. So there you go. Okay. Can I show something really quick? Yes. What are you showing? This it ties in directly to the show. Okay. And it really does. Mm-hmm. If you look at this, this is a Safety Harbor Firearms. Whoa! And it is... A Hank Strange Lower. What? Hold oh. that up. Look at that. That is... How many people even have those? Uh, I think a hundred. Yeah, so wait, before you put that away, John, what did you do with that build here? Because you, you just got the lower. So what you Oh, uh, yeah, I got the lower. Um, I got everything else. I won a, uh, uh, with, uh, like, a Timber Creek uh, Enforcer set. So I okay. used all that. And, uh, yeah, it's Timber Creek Enforcer set. Uh, I did, I uh, can't remember who makes this stock, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just Timber Creek Enforcer set. Uh and on top, it's like a primary arms optic. Okay. Is that one of the stocks from that company that just sends out stocks randomly to people? Because I know. Yeah, I believe I just got it in the mail one day and I <laughs> no idea where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Is that TFT uh, or something like that? It's one of those. Something it's a, like that. I got it. didn't know it was coming. Just opened it up. I was like, oh, yeah, they free just, stock. Yeah. That happens. It's. I wish it happened more. <laughs> but yeah, every now and then. There's some companies that'll yeah. just get your address and just send stuff just out of the blue. So there you go. That's yep. awesome. That's awesome. So let's catch up. Walter obviously was on on Monday. Uh, what's been going on, Rob, since the last time we've seen you? It's been a while, actually. So been yeah. just grinding on the whole blockchain thing. So we are okay. about ready to start having NFTs deployed on our blockchain. We had to we had kind of a little setback, which is one of the reasons I've been focused on recruiting some new devs. So we had a dev that had to bail out. And our crucial most crucial dev had to bail out because of personal reasons. Mm-hmm. So we had to recruit so it just kind of slowed some things up, but we're hammering out some uh, little minor bugs right now and mm-hmm. we're working on some issuance tools. So I'm hoping very soon we'll be able to start putting NFTs out on the Tusk blockchain. So oh, okay. I'm getting back in the group. And then on top of that I moved and I just telling you a little off the air, we've had a lot of weird stuff happening lately. So mm-hmm. just now getting settled, I guess is the the whole thing. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm you're gonna be seeing more of me. Uh, and I hope Crumpy will too, and everybody else. And so, okay, but cool. uh, lots of fun stuff's happened, man. I'm really, really stoked. Yeah, cool. And if people have questions for, well, if you got questions for John Crump, please ask. Uh, that's no guarantee that he's gonna necessarily answer anything. But uh, I'll answer it. I just answer it wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, but definitely, if you got <laughs> if you got questions for Rob, he's from Tusk. He knows a lot about Bitcoin and stuff like that, and uh, or crypto in general. And, uh, you know, we can get that. If you want, if you want to know something about guns from Walter, let us know. Uh, Rob, is it possible to camera down a little bit so we can, cause he's got a lot of space above you. So when I go, see, like when I go into just you here, you look like your, your chair is not or bring the chair up. <laughs> okay, that's so yeah, that's much better. Yeah, he looks like you know 
Can't quite you, uh, put a cushion. Like a, but yeah, there you, you need go. like a, <laughs> like, a, like an old phone book. <laughs> um, uh, I got one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Shooting Gallery Any. He's out there as well. So shout out to Joe. He's out there. Um, there you go. Oh, you do have a cushion under there. Yep, he does. There you go. So many guns, man. Guns, are, guns are popping out there. It is oh, America. Nice is that the what? Is that your competition gun? A hint, hint. That oh. is my competition. Oh, let's see gun. this. Wait, what? Let's see what. How? Uh, what's no, the length? What's the length? Just, what's the you length? Just, you just you, now. Now I know what you're up to. Yeah, man. the enemy. If the you enemy is everyone, watching, everyone's locked in. Everyone's locked in. So this is uh, fifteen and three quarter inches long. Fifteen three quarters. Um, okay, Rich so has, Rich, Rich hasn't came and seen me yet, though. So, oh boy. So just <laughs> yeah. So do you want to explain that, John? Because people out there might not know you have a contest going on of who's got the shortest. Yeah, we have a contest. Uh, shortest AR, um, Swamp Dog. I don't know what his is. I know what Dark's is. Um, they're both locked in. Rich locked in his length, but he hasn't built his yet. Of course. <laughs> Does it have yeah. to be a specific caliber? Mm, uh, yeah, it has to be a rifle caliber, either 300 Black Alpha 556, 308. Oh, okay. Mm. Something like that. So you can't do like a 5.7, you can do like a 9mm. Okay, is, is does it have to be, some part of it have to be 3D printed or however... No, 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 it can't be 3D printed, and oh. it has to have a buffer tube. That's why I have a two and a half inch buffer tube. Oh, oh, oh! I have a feeling if 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 people are putting money on it, I might want to. I might. I would put my money on flyer merch. I, I have a reason for that. Hold on a second. Yeah. Because <laughs> do you want to show? Do you want to show off something here, Walt? No, that's not. No, your I, I don't. Stubby. No, this is not a good example. Yeah, yeah that's not your stubby. Is, yeah, that's not the stubby. No, no, no. I, I, Where's the I stubby? I don't have one here. Oh, you don't I have don't a stubby nearby. Oh, uh, oh, wait a minute. I, I do have something here. Yeah. Uh, I might have to go through the through the Stargate. Yeah. For a second here. Uh oh. Yeah, it is a dead foot. Two and a half inch dead foot. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, after warrior some... asking what you use. Oh, there you go. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Rob's got something Funny, nice. Dark had almost the same as Zach built. His barrel was like a quarter of an inch shorter than mine, but he went with the three and a half inch dead foot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. When is, is everyone going to get to see these guns? Are you guys doing like a live well, together? Well, it was supposed to be on the first, and then Rich said, hey, can we push it back to the 14th? So he pushed it back to the 14th, and Rich said, how, how about we just do it October 1st? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. So, Walt, that's your is that well, your stubby? Right yeah. There? Well, this is this is my standard pistol length tube. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is some possibility that it might end up a little shorter. Um, but yeah. And this is a seven-inch barrel, so don't look at that. That's not a that's not a real. Yeah. But yeah, I I might be able to come up with something a little bit small. Oh, okay. Um, I hope that's within the rules for you to, you know. If you, I'm not officially a contestant, but no, I'm but consulting. I'm saying like whatever should be in there should be something that people should be able to go buy, right, John? Otherwise, 
you know, getting oh, a Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I don't know about that. I think that's cheating. It has you know, to this be commercially off-the-shelf off parts. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Well, I'll commercially sell it to that guy <laughs> named Rich. <laughs> it, other people have to be able to... You ha, it, What is the thing, like, they have it in racing, where at least a hundred oh. of them have to be sold? I, I was going to bring up that. This ain't no damn NASCAR. Okay, <laughs> come on. Where everybody's got to be the same, yeah. and they got a touchy-feely and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell us... Oh, okay. That's yeah. sexy. That's a nice short little What's your, Yeah, what do you have in this build, Rob? Uh, it's actually a New Frontier 80. Um, it's a 9mm, though. It's a, not a AR. And then it's a Maxim Defense Brace, Hollow Sun. And then the lower, so the lower was an 80 percenter that I did. And I think the upper was, I'm not even sure what the upper was on this. Um, and then uh, this is something. The thing is, I don't know. I'm gonna have to get rid of it soon. I think with the new rules coming out, so we'll have to figure all that out. Oh, you don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of well, it. Well, I don't take, like paperwork, so just I, take I might that. To, just I'm take gonna, the back. Just take that thing off of there. That's all. So that's the question oh, yeah. I was gonna ask Crump. Like, mm -hmm. just what if you got like a legitimate pistol? Can you just take the brace off and just have it a pistol with a buffer tube? Well, yeah, that, that, that's the question. No one's really sure. The the thing that I saw, uh, basically, if you had a, an adjustable, like adjustable buffer tube, then that would still cross the line. What, what's but, an adjustable buffer but tube? Not, like? But that's still not for sure. I mean, it, anything can change um, between now when it gets unveiled. But yeah, yeah so, so anyway, so this is a 300 black that I got. This has got a longer barrel but, on it, though. But, see, but that's a that's not an adjustable buffer tube, technically. No, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, Maxim defense setup. But yeah, I talked to Maxim defense about getting this part. That's that if they would just take the slides off, it would still be usable just as a buffer tube. Oh, yeah. If we just yeah. took the the actual brace sure. part off the brace so, you take I don't the brace part off, it, under under the rule that it, it should be okay yeah yeah so i think i'm pistol, more likely pistol. to do that pistol's a pistol but, regardless whether it's got a brace on it or not it's still a pistol correct and so i i'm i'm less to me i just don't there's the thing is i i mean i, I don't have any nfa items currently but to me, I'd rather not have an NFA item if it's just like a brace, because the brace isn't that important to me. I'd rather just have it a buffer tube pistol or, you know, if it's a rifle length barrel or what have you, I'll put a rifle length barrel on something, um, depending so on what you have no, So you have no NFA items? <laughs> no, I don't have any NFA, um, NFA so, items. So, okay. I think that, John, for just to reiterate or restate what we were talking about, if you, you know, if you bought this, if you bought it as a pistol and it came with a brace or you built it as a pistol, came with a brace, you can't just take that brace off and then you're fine? It depends. Uh, like, there's two different versions of the rules. I'm not sure which one is going to go through. One says if you take off the brace, you're totally fine. One says if you take off the brace and it's adjustable, then you're not. But I... I'm tending to lean as you're going to be totally fine. But I don't know. What's okay. adjustable mean in this context? I don't know what an adjustable <laughs> like, uh, like a, a buffer tube. Yeah. 
collapsible buffer tube, or like okay. for a, like a like a car buffer tube, car fifteen. Buffer okay. Tube. Oh, okay. So it's got like the grooves on it or whatever on the yes, bottom. Yes, yes, oh. yes. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. It's actually gonna be. Um, so do you, actually, okay. So are there you know those pistol buffer tubes that people used to get in the olden days? Remember in the olden days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like what Walter has on there. That's, so yeah, that's gonna be one hundred percent fine no matter what. Yeah. There's no version of the role where that's not. Yeah. Coaching. Walter, you better start making a mega crap ton of those. You probably I sell every single that. one. Well, this this you have to have a shortened shortened <laughs> carrier and spring and all that stuff. I yeah. have all that stuff. I, that's not a problem. I got a bunch of these too. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, most people they don't they're not going to want to spend the money for all that either. Well, especially after they spent a couple of hundred. But like, what does that? Um, what company was that from, Rob? Max yeah. and defense. Max and, and yeah, those Max and defense the, were like three hundred bucks or something. Well, if you get the JP Silent Capture Springs, they're more like five hundred bucks. But yeah, yeah, that's why it's like even if I get rid of the brace part, I have like this. You know, they have this the buffer tube. You know, it's like I, I'll probably keep the buffer tubes at the length because they are shortened a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think I would just probably keep the buffer tube with out the brace. What I asked, and I think Max might be developing, is a thing that doesn't have the two slides. Just like they'll just have the thing, yeah. like basically the castle nut that holds the the buffer tube on without the little slidey grooves. And I think if they did that, I'd probably just swap those out because I Is like that, the buffer so, tubes and stuff. So that's what Walter's showing here. Shorten carrier, so, shorten yeah. buffer, shorten spring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let me... So, uh, I don't know if you were going to say something there, John, but let me ask you no, this. No, I was just saying, just those little, what, what did you call them, the flighty things? <laughs> the flighty things? <laughs> the, the technical term. Those are called, like, like rails, like, like, a, like you know, uh, yeah. stock rails, stock something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What is the technical term, John? The flighty things. stock thing. rails? Flighty things. I, I have don't no freaking, yeah, I don't have any clue, so. Oh, wait a minute, hang on, it's not a stock, brace rails. Race rails. Race rails. It's a slidey thing. Yes. Is there another yeah, slidey term? Slidey brick. Mm. Okay. You're going to have to get a, de- uh, a determination uh, from the Gestapo. Uh, so, you know, I, I just don't want to have to fill out the paperwork. I hate paperwork. Uh, the paperwork you know? is a trap anyway, man. Um, well, that's, well, we all know it's a trap. So, right. why feed the, what? don't feed, you right. know, don't exactly. feed the cheese. To, I'm going to do a Biden right now. Don't feed the mouse cheese trap. Yeah. Did I see somewhere that someone said it would take 80 years, John, to do yes. all this paperwork? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, here, here's the thing, right? You got to, that, there's a couple of different things here. Okay. That is considering that there are 40 million braces out there. I don't think that, I don't think there are 40 million braces. I don't think there's 40 million braces. No. I think that's a major, major exaggeration i'm thinking more like four million four million really yeah yeah don't don't fall for the exaggerated okay so i know walter and i had this discussion before on the show because i think i heard i heard uh mr guns and gear say like 40 you know 40 million or even more he's not in the business either by the way yeah Yeah. that came from uh alex bosco was on a uh, Uh, podcast and he said oh, 40 a, million. He's a bullshit and that artist. Just, 
So, so I think it's more like four million, um, and probably a little bit under that. But I don't think that every single person that has them, or, or I think the majority of people, would not actually go through the whole process of of the NFA process. So I don't think it's going to be that right now. Using e forms, uh, the average wait is uh, two hundred days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it, it's gonna like double, maybe triple the wait times because right now there's three hundred outstanding so, forms. So the, the poor soul that wants to do his transfer on his transferable machine gun's gonna gonna. Or suppressors or anything else. Yeah, that's all gonna, going. Yeah. So well, back to the old, back to the back to the old days. Their hey, process, they're processing the three hundred so, forms a year, and right now there are like three hundred eleven uh, forms. How many? In the say queue. that number again. How many are they processing every year right now? Uh, three hundred thousand, and there's three hundred eleven thousand in the queue right now. So if you add another four hundred thousand, you're looking at a two year for a transfer. And you add another four hundred thousand of people that don't know how to fill the forms out. The mm-hmm. stuff that gets kicked back, um, yeah, you're gonna have a cluster. So, so the question is, why would I go through the hassle of doing essentially an SBR registration for a brace? I'll just swap out and, and do an SB a full blown SBR like at that point. Oh, so, that's a lot of a lot of thing a lot of people are going to uh register their braced pistols. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over ninety years, starting with the PPK. Today Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, my bad on that, John. Do you want to uh, start over again there? What were you saying? Yeah, well, basically, now I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, basically, it is an SBR registration. So the moment yes. that you register it, you're going to have to take pictures to prove that you have a brace pistol. You're going to be able to take that brace off and throw it in the trash and put a stock yep. on there. Once it's once it's, once it's registered as, a, as an NFA, you can do whatever the f you want with it, yeah. as far as SBR goes. So regardless, yeah, yeah regardless, but your money yeah, was wasted. Are. Your money was wasted on uh, on those on those braces. Well, yeah, well it's going to be a free tax stamp, so a lot of those braces are cheaper than two hundred dollar tax stamp. Uh, That's a whole lot of shockwaves. <laughs> so okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And before. blades. Yeah. So what about the the specific braces that the ATF previously did give letters to? Uh, all those letters are going to be null and void. They're void. Right. Okay. And, and other than- <laughs> will, they, will they issue other letters uh, to those braces? Against, you know? Yeah. Okay, so then my other my follow up question would be: What about the people out there who are handicapped and do have the right to have something to give them access to firearms? What's I the, think there's going to be a legal challenge over that. Because so there is no plan, right? There is no plan from the ATF to deal with that, right? 
Not that I know of, but okay. you know, the rules is always changing until it actually hits. We don't know exact everything that's going to well, say. You you probably can't file a lawsuit until it the t- rule takes effect. And well, there is one lawsuit that was filed in North Dakota over over it, but it's been put on hold until the law take lawsuit until the law takes effect because the judge is like, I, I have no idea what I'm rolling on. Right. Okay. And when does this when? Because potentially there isn't anything going on yet. When could this law potentially take effect here? Well, it's a, I, I want to correct. It's not a law. It's a regulation. Well, thank you, yeah. thank fact, you John. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. None of ATF stuff is law yeah, for right. the most part. Exactly. But, but it's yeah, my a, bad. It's a de facto law, right? It has the weight of law, but it's not a law. I mean, if you're gonna weird. go, if you're gonna go to prison, potentially for yeah. Not gonna say it's, it's a it's, it has the weight of law, but it's not a law. I, I don't understand right. how that works. Not, not, but nothing's right gonna now, happen until go nothing's ahead, gonna happen until after the election. Yeah, we're we're thinking late December, early January, with a hundred twenty day uh, period pissing, in there. Pissing period. Period. You just voice your opinion that makes no difference. A hundred and twenty days. So not, not not a comment period, just the amnesty period. You know when they <laughs> said the rules can take effect one hundred twenty days. Okay, I did. Um, have you gotten any feedback from the industry since we're you know? I mean, I, I was serious about talking about the future of the firearms industry. What's they, the firearms industry feedback on this? Not, not, not anything. Not anything good. I don't think anyone in the industry is actually okay with this. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I don't know, like the suppressor companies, right? They're not okay with it because you know it's, it's going to kill their business if that wait time goes to three years. Yeah, no, if, well, they pull, yeah, uh, if they can pull this off, if they can pull this off, they can pull off anything. Then, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, <laughs> bump stocks, you know, are part of that precedent that they're using that kind of, you know, expanded power now to like do this, so they can do it to anything. Glad you brought that up because that's gonna segue me into the next thing. On the 29th, the bump stock case is going to conference at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is going to decide whether it's going to grant cert, you know, to the bump stock case. And let's say they do grant cert to the bump stock case, which means there is a good chance of it getting knocked down because we already know what the Supreme Court thinks of Chevron and we know what the Supreme Court thinks of gun rights now. So if it does get granted cert, which is certiorari, which means the Supreme Court is going to hear the case. You petition the Supreme Court to hear your case. And the bump stock case wins on the Supreme Court level. That means not only is the the bump stock rule dead, the brace rule is dead. That also means that the frames and receiver rule is dead too. So that's the 29th of this month? Yes, they will decide whether That's they they're going to agree to it. Yeah, is that next week or something? Yes, a Thursday. Thursday, next Thosday. Wow. So, uh, that's the first time I've heard that. That's probably out there. It's probably out there. You guys might have. Heard I think this I'm already. the only one that reported on it so far. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to say if you guys follow John Crump, you would already probably know that. I don't know if anybody else is talking about it because the the. the you have to really be watching the Supreme Court calendar 
to be able to notice what's going to go up to for yeah. cert and stuff like that. You right. know, go for confidence. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, that's going to be an interesting situation to see what happens there. Because, yeah, all of this is bullshit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because they're attacking the bump stock thing on Chevron. Yeah. And Chevron was, is what has been used for pistol braces and also frames and receivers. Yeah. Yeah. This, that's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, it's, it's... So how soon could this, could we hear about this on Thursday or it might take a while to... I doubt we'll hear it on Thursday. Okay. Um, probably shortly thereafter. Okay. Cool. Did you guys have any questions on this you wanted to uh, ask? What's the likelihood that they're going to certify? <sighs> it's, 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 when I say cert, uh, it's not exactly, it's not certified, it's tertiary. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? They're going to hear the case. Either they're yeah. going to hear it, it or it, not. It, it, not oh, they will hear, hear it. Oh, okay. So, so they're yeah. saying whether or not they hear it. If they say they're going to hear it, still doesn't mean anything because if they actually have to hear it and then there's going to be a whole thing, somebody's going to leak whatever comes out. <laughs> well, with, yeah. with Bruin, the Bruin stuff, and other things that are happening, there's a pretty good chance if they hear it. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Hey, okay, Here, here's the thing. I don't have high hopes that they're going to hear it. You don't? Okay. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. bet on it either, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, one thing is, if, I think if they were going to hear it, they probably would have uh, sent to the conference last year because they, you know, they want to hear it. So um, since they're sending it a conference this year, it doesn't seem like a strong push of justices that want to hear it. Oh, okay. So this might be something that gets also pushed off to next year, somewhere down no, the line. No, 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 or not uh, at all. If they, mm -hmm. No, I mean this is this is into the road. It 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 gets granted cert or it's over. Okay. Oh, so the high, so the high likelihood here is bad news. Well, okay. Here's the thing with the courts, right? Anyone that tells you they know what court, the courts are going to do, mm -hmm. don't know anything about the courts. Mm -hmm. No. So okay. I can tell you what my feeling is, but I can be 100% wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never ever about the courts. Yeah. This is it's one of worse. the yeah, this is one of the things I was going to say, right? When we're when we're sitting here, and honestly, I do want to have a serious conversation about what this brain trust all thinks is the future. Stop laughing, Walter. Of the firearms industry, right? I think we've got a good cross section of people here to to think about that. And I think one of the big things that's in the way um, are all these laws that people are creating, right? And then the way that the courts are dealing with, with these laws. So even with what happened in New York, that the Supreme Court made a decision on that, we're not really seeing the results of that, are we? You know, we might see little and things here and there, but nothing solid, right? Well, we saw something yesterday, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. In okay. Texas? Or two days ago. Yeah, which in Texas. Case? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in so Texas, there was a case of a guy that got 
Uh, he got convicted of lying on a 4473. He said that he was not under indictment of a felony, and he was. He waited the time, and it fin he finally got the gun. After seven days, it took him that long to come back. And they came back, and they said, hey, this guy is under indictment from the felony, for a felony. So they went, and they arrested him. He appealed at the district level, and the district judge ruled that since there is no historical standard of people being indicted from, with a felony being disqualified from buying a firearm, Right. That you know that he he was good to go. Um, so does he, that mean they're going to change the, the right? Does that mean they're going to change the forty four seventy or no? No, I mean it could be applied it, mm -hmm. in other cases, like but it, since this was a criminal case and not like a civil case, it it, it could be used as like they can reference it. But it's not going to overall change anything. Now, if somebody wants to sue over that question being on the 4473, mm -hmm. then they can say, hey, look at this case here. And then they can use that that way. But this case itself is not going to directly affect that. Okay. Sense of criminal case. Okay. Hmm. But if you think about so, it, you're indicted, you're not convicted. Yeah, yeah, you're indicted. Yeah. You're not convicted. You're not a. You're not a. You're not a felon. So well, that whole that whole that, that whole thing. Is, well, the fe what but if, the what feds if, are saying that if you're indicted, they don't want you to. You well, know, or you, you at least at least they what, want they want you to indicate it on that thing, so it shouldn't be there. I'm with you. What they want. Yeah, I'm with you. You're it not. You're there. not convicted. So <laughs> all it takes is somebody to accuse you of something. You get indicted, and you're done for good. You never yeah, but, it, it, but isn't the standard about being a prohibited person and then all the states kind of have their own interpretation of what a prohibited person is or isn't? Isn't that a state-level designation more than a federal for the sake of a 4473? Uh, no, for the 4473 is, uh, it, it's a, a question on the 4473. It said, under, are you under indictment for a felony? It doesn't say anything yeah. about prohibited person? Um, somewhere else on that form. Uh, I don't, let me see. Somewhere else. But the specific question is, are you under indictment for felony? And if you're right. under indictment for felony federally, you cannot buy a firearm. So the question is then, even so, that may have, that case may have worked for that question, but they, they might have also fallen under maybe another part of the 4473, and we'll talk about yeah. a specific prohibited yeah. person. Right. I don't know if this is the current well, one, by the way, because I know they changed it. So there's a whole well, the thing is, here. it's they're they're saying that disqualifying someone from buying a firearm um, because they're under indictment of a felony—that's the unconstitutional part. So yes. if if they apply, so you can use this and say, "Hey, I'm not prohibited." Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right, it makes sense because that would apply at the state level too. Then, mm -hmm. if a state level yeah. law has you says prohibited people in the state of Illinois are the following. Um, then they oh. could reject it on that case too. Well, that right? Well, yeah. if if it's unconstitutional to consider anyone that's under indictment from felony as you know 
prohibited. Like you cannot, basically the judge said you cannot strip someone of their right to bear arms just because they right. are under indictment from a right. felony. Because, because of this, because of the Supreme Court ruling, that's not within tradition, right? It's not tradition. That's not within tradition or yeah. in the text. But right. like I said, this is a criminal case, so don't go out and try to buy a gun if you if you under indictment for a felony because your chances are you're still going to get arrested. Oh, right. back! Don't don't lie on the forty four seventy three. That's what they'll yeah, get don't you. Don't lie. On. That's what they'll catch you on. Not that you're under indictment, that you lied on the forty four seventy three. Yes, Hunter yeah. Biden. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, unless you're Hunter Biden, there is the Hunter Biden rule. Yeah, now everyone's got glasses on. Is that why you put on your glasses? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so we're, so all a bunch of, <laughs> we're all a bunch of... Yeah, that's right, Rob. You got to show the shiner. So, oh, here we go. Now we've got... There, there we, we go. go. We got a Tusk go. hat. We got a Brownells hat. We got a, we got a PSA hat and a Walther hat. Boom. Yeah, yeah I got this hat from uh, the uh, Guns Out Range Day. Oh, cool. How was it? That was it. Was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Those are good dudes. Shout out to machine guns. Yeah, supercars. Yeah. Oh, they have what kind of supercars they have up there? Uh Lamborghinis, McLarens, okay. uh, Bugattis, um, nice Ferraris. Okay, very nice. Shout out to uh, Sure Michael and John. Guns Out TV dudes and everyone else that was there. I think uh, Jared was up there from uh, Guns Jared Out. Jared was there. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Where yeah, was it? They, it was in DC. Was it in in DC or Virginia? It was in Ashburn, Virginia, which okay. is my hometown. It was at my home range. Oh, okay. So those were your cars. No. <laughs> no. Don't lie. You know, Don't lie to us. You know, I no. heard you've got a Bugatti. Out there, sure. I, I, I got a Kia and a Genesis. It was a fun day. Hey, those are those are bad whips right there, man. Those are badass cars. Yeah, I got a Telluride and a, a G70. Okay, very nice, very nice. All right, cool. So I don't know if anyone has any other questions along those lines, Rob. I saw you were talking to someone in the chat, but I don't know if that was like pertaining to uh, Tusk or anything like that. You want to tell us what's going on with crypto? Both of you guys know a lot about crypto, John and Rob, but, you know, what's yeah. stuff with the Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I do want to say something to Rob, oh, though. Uh-oh, what? Um, so I was having a conversation with someone, and it was a little bit of argument where they're like, yeah, I, I'm just going to use crypto to buy all my firearms because it is not traceable. <laughs> Everything. Uh, that's not true um depending it's <laughs> a it's a depends thing um so yeah it's a that's not true um in many sense of the there's a lot of ways you look at it. so um for depends on the blockchain too so for most blockchains um the tra every single transaction and the permanent record of all transactions on a blockchain are visible to everybody it's publicly available and traceable on a website called the Block Explorer. And every web or every blockchain has a Block Explorer. Tusk has one, Bitcoin has a bunch. Um, so on chains that are not called privacy coins, and there are privacy coins, um, everybody can see a transaction going from one wallet to the next. Now, 
where they can be anonymous or pseudo-anonymous is you don't have to notify people what the initial who owns the wallets that are sending the transactions forward and backwards or across the blockchain. So this is, we call it pseudo-anonymity. So if you don't, um, it's like, think of it like as a burner phone. Like if you go to like, say, a big box store and you buy a pay-as-you-go phone, they can trace every phone call from that phone, but they don't know who owns the phone. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how blockchains work. So if you don't self-identify your ownership of a specific crypto wallet address, then you can, you know, contain your anonymity. Now, there are blockchains that are privacy chains, Monero, Pirate Chain, um, a few others. And on those chains, where the transactions go are not publicly available. So you cannot see where the transaction is sent to and from. Um, and, the, and right now, most Western governments really, 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 really hate privacy coins like that. <laughs> so so, um, so there's kind of like, a, so it's kind of pseudo-anonymity, but you have to think in terms of um, how do you, you know, keep that address uh, not doxed. So that gets a little harder with the gun store, for instance, that may have that, a wallet address publicly made available. So someone might see that um, that gun store um, wallet address, depending on how they maintain the privacy of it, may have sent a transaction somewhere or received a transaction somewhere, um, but they would not necessarily know who's on the other end of that. So I think, does that clarify it a little bit, John? Uh, yeah, John, you were going to yeah, interject. I think I yeah, I, I, you know, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. But I wanted you to explain it in case that person is watching it out there, so they just don't okay. take my word for it. There's a guy on YouTube called Coffeezilla that's really good at tracking down people's wallets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And and there's ways you can break trans. We call it break the chain. You can chain hop. You can use. Uh, depending on the blockchain, because there's many different blockchains. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider hype. Okay, so Walter wants us to read something. Here, Walt, I'll let you read it. You want to read the comment from Brian quick? Yeah, he says, nothing puts the most hyper Jack Russell Terrier to sleep faster than a blockchain conversation. Okay, listen, I think, now, it's, I think it's relative in terms of stuff that's happening right now. So one of the things that's happening that is related to what's going to happen with the firearms world is the the whole credit card companies deciding to come up with new codes for tracking firearms purchases, right? That's one of those things that's out there. Well, what's happening right now to the gun world is happening to the crypto world. <laughs> so okay. um so there's a lot of um there's a lot of regulation they're trying to put out there. There's a lot of BS out there, there's a lot of FUD, there's a lot of lies, there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. And so the government wants to regulate basically crypto into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um just like they regulate. So understand from my perspective, the government's job is to protect 
politically connected corporations and politicians whom they own. And so the government doesn't like to give up power. And just like guns empowers people to, you know, be able to say no to things they don't like, right? Um, crypto allows people to not have to use the, the king's coin. And so the banking industry and Western governments are very afraid of that because they have a lot of power um, in controlling money. And so they really fear crypto. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out over the next six to 12 months because there's a lot of things coming down the road um, legislatively on the crypto world as well. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't trust politicians to ever do the smart thing. So we'll see how do, it goes. Do you think that it's the government regulation that has to do with the crypto market crashing? Or what do you think has to do with the crypto market being so massively down? Like my fortune yeah. of my fortune in Tusk that I'm holding has fallen apart. I had to fire uh, at, at least half my mistresses. You know, a whole, whole uh, let, me throw another, let me throw another word into the crash. Russia? Uh -huh. So I would say what's happening to the crypto market is just part of the greater macroeconomic part of the world where everything's crashing. So understand that all cryptos, including Tusk, are still in the realm of high risk, high volatility type investments, right? Mm -hmm. And so when the economy tanks, people tend to flee high risk investments mm -hmm. um, in general, and they tend to gamble less. But I think part of why I think the crypto market pumped the way it did was a lot of that liquidity or all that money the government was printing, like all the money Trump and Biden printed under for COVID. A lot of that went into went into crypto. And so I think a lot of that money has dried up. And I think that's definitely depressing things a little bit. But I think ultimately people are hosed out there. People can't even afford to pay freaking rent and groceries and gas. And people that used to have some, you know, maybe they'd throw 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month into crypto, they're needing that to buy gas now. And so I think that's really what's happening. I do believe that crypto will be making a resurgence. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be on the back of increased government regulation and the value of currencies declining. Um, around yeah, that. I don't think so, crypto, I think crypto is here to stay. I mean, people who think oh, yeah. crypto is, is going to die, well, I mean, radio never died. MTV didn't no. die, for that matter. I mean, freaking MySpace is still here. Uh, well, go ahead, Walt. I mean, like, oh, uh, Walt, did you want I mean, to say I, something? I, I, go ahead, John. I do, yeah, I just took all my money and put it into a crypto that's really, really safe. It's called Tether, and uh, I don't think I have to worry about that. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, I think Rob is the only one that got that joke. Yeah, I get that I joke. Um, so, what, so explain to us what the hell is Tether, John? With your little secret, you know, your little secret right. Illuminati uh, jokes and references. It was an algorithmic stable coin. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, and that's it's falling apart. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, Tether is just a cryptocurrency that um, is pegged to the U.S. dollar um, yeah. via computer algorithm. So it, so the idea is that uh, the original theory behind stable cryptocurrencies is them being pegged to something other than just nothing um, were a band-aid that some developers said, well, crypto is not being adopted by the masses and it's because of volatility. Um, so we're going to create something that just doesn't change its value very much. Um, the problem is that the developers that came up with that never talked to a customer. 
and never realize that maybe their presumption on why mass adoption hasn't happened wasn't because of the volatility, but other reasons. Um, but there are a lot of cryptocurrencies that are stable coins. But there are some stable coins that have utterly crashed recently, which is a big part of probably also why the, the crypto market's hurting a little bit, is uh, the Terra Luna. There were some of these coins that a got Terra wiped Luna, out. That's what, I meant. that's what I meant to say, not Tether Luna. Oh, Luna, yeah, Luna. Um, you you so said a joke that went over everyone's head and didn't even say it right? He didn't say it right. No. <laughs> Luna. Luna was that, a stable coin that totally crashed. That, so, is John Krupp. What, that is John Crump. Too many things. Time. Yeah, too many things processing in his brain right now. <laughs> so, He's right so now breaking news. That's why. He's breaking news at this moment. Go ahead. Sorry. So sorry I, I, no, so I was just going to say that what ended up happening a couple months ago is that there was a lot of these centralized crypto banks where people would basically give over and hand over their crypto to uh, a platform which would then lend it out or stake it on your behalf. And they were then taking that money and gambling it and over collateralizing it and doing a bunch of dodgy shut and they all got liquidated. So I don't know, it was like, I don't know, like a trillion dollars worth of crypto got just wiped out from these dodgy lending platforms. Uh, platforms so and yeah. that, i i know two people that got liquidated like 100 grand um mm. so anyways it's just like anything else yeah. but that wasn't the crypto it was these these yeah. apps that are built on certain blockchains and and part of it is sometimes you know if it sounds good too good to be true it probably is and if someone's saying you can make 30 percent a year by just letting us hold on to your crypto and we'll give you 30 percent a year you should probably start asking questions but people like to believe bullshit and then they invest in these things and they ultimately lose and they have yeah. and well, it, which is unfortunate i put doquan in and doquan now has an arrest warrant in korea out for him yeah yeah listen and, anything, and was, anything that you're any game that you're going to play in right any game stock market you know real estates crypto the gun the gun world you're going to play in that game you need to be actively uh interested in what's going on right you need to mitigate your risks you need to be paying attention to whatever segments that you're invested in all that kind of stuff because all of these things are always fluid and, and moving right that's just a reality so there's people who you know what did what did bitcoin get to like 70 grand or something like that 75 68 68 something okay 68 something there's people who wrote it up there saw that and got out of it and went into other things and, and did all kinds of stuff and then there's people who wrote it all the way up and then wrote it all the way down. Wrote it all the way, halfway back. Yeah, well, that's with everything. Well, well most people well, always... So most John, people John, John put up his hand. <laughs> I don't believe him saying that. I don't believe that he wrote it all the way down either. I, you can believe that if you want to. Uh, okay, serious, 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 serious question. How has the whole Russia thing affected crypto? I was going to bring that well, up. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I, I know crypto because it was coming just down. Get, but this, Russia, Russia's just getting fired up. It's just well, going to get a lot worse before yeah, it gets better. Well, I was going to say that the that like so Bitcoin and all that stuff was was coming down before Russia, but when Russia happened and all the sanctions, we I think we saw a big sell off there. Is that wrong? Well, all right. Well, I well I'll tell you something that affected us is that one of the exchanges we're on is actually a Russian exchange or run by Russians. I don't even know where it's actually run. Um, and they had a payment gateway where you could buy Bitcoin and then buy Tusk with a credit card. And they lost that merchant gateway. 
um, that was converting uh, credit card purchases into yeah. crypto because of the sanctions. Now, they told us, they told a lot of people, well, we were just having a technical difficulty. And like that was <laughs> sanctions, which they, they lost that, which sucks, though, because, you know, we were dependent on that for a while. And um, but I think I, I think ultimately what you're going to see in the world, and, and I have strong opinions about this nonsense, crazy war that we have going on over there with NATO and Russia and Ukraine, but they're using it as an excuse, right? And and basically, sanctions are a really, really scary power. And crypto does allow, or depending on the crypto, does make it so organizations and people can skirt sanctions in some cases. And so the government doesn't like that. And because if all of a sudden they can just buy, you know, or let's just say a, a bad actor um, can buy or sell some of their commodities and things that the U.S., government used to have in dollars and they could say, oh, you can't use dollars. And we're like, well, we don't need dollars anymore. We can do Bitcoin or, you know, some other crypto. Well, the government doesn't like that because it takes away their power now. And so I think you're going to see, um, it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but I think that's the whole point of blockchains in the first place was to make it so you could make money that wasn't censorable by government. Yeah, if and you're I like Putin's mistress or something, and they block all your other ways of getting money. You got to sell some Bitcoin. I mean, yeah, and so but I, I think um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it, it plays out. But I think you got to remember though, with like you were saying, like you know, when people sold out or write it to the bottom. Like I'm long on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bought Bitcoin before and after it wrote up. I did not sell at the top because I want to hold long term. Um, I did sell, it's interesting, I did sell some Bitcoin recently because we bought a house in June and we used Bitcoin, we sold Bitcoin and that was part of our down payment. And mm-hmm. so, and, and we still had made a lot of money because we bought right. But but people are, when it comes to investments, then I don't give investment advice, but typically people get it backwards out of fear. You know, the old rule, we all hear, buy low, sell high, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how many people do you know sold their house a year ago? Well, I sold my house a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And people said, are you okay? And we had family members worried about us. And, and you know, it was really interesting is we just sold our house because we doubled it in five years. And people were going to give us, a, people did, I should say, give us a lot of money for our house. And we, we took that initiative. My wife and I had no desire to move. But the amount of money that our house was in was in a good location, and it was a big lot, yacht or a lot that. Could I mean, be you can't. You cannot get a profit unless you sell. You know that, right? That's exactly, how, and so that's, that's, how that's you why make it's it like. In. <laughs> but people, people are so freaked out though, because when the market is really good, people just think it's going to keep getting better and better and better. So they get, keep holding instead of taking profits. We we sold our house. We actually it was a really good financial move for us. Um, but it's like, end up, we said we wanted to rent for two years. We rented just under two years. Um, the only reason we sped up our timeline was because we wanted to lock in a good interest rate and we did. And so, but people were like, why are you selling your house? They're like, I'm like, buy low, sell high. It was high. And so I think that's where people get it wrong is that when it comes to practicing buy low, sell high, people have a very difficult time doing that. Um, and I think that's why people, especially with, well, I think that happens, especially with a home. Because a lot of Americans see their home as their biggest investment and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's why they do that. So, um, but, but yes, if, if, but if, if, it's, if they're, if it's their biggest investment, then they need to have an idea on when they're going to sell it or it's not an I investment. I, well, you don't. In you fact, agree. in fact, for yeah. most people, I think a house you live in is a liability. 
Most people think their house that they live in is an asset. It's not. For most yeah. people, house you live in is a liability. It's an expense. I, I would yeah. agree with you, but everyone in America does it. And I think that's what makes it difficult for people to understand that's what's what happening. makes it America. Yeah. You know? most, most people yeah. in America are broke right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just because yeah, they don't understand that, right? Yeah. It, because, de it depends. Well, it depends. It, it really yeah. depends. Everyone's situation is different, I think. And everyone has to evaluate their situations based on, you know, what what their what world. their thing is? Oh please, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But but uh, I think uh, well, who was we it? know you're uh, not broke. The, you're not broke, Crump. You are selling so much freaking. What is the name of your uh, merchandise thing again? <laughs> you closed down, down. Huh? You closed down the merchandise? No, you didn't. I am on the first. I just don't have enough time for it. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Walter was trying to get something in. What were you saying? Walter? No, I'm just I'm just saying Crump is cutting that down. I. I and I oh. heard him say it. So. Oh, 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 damn. Tough financial times for the Krumpmeister. <laughs> yeah, While well, he's at his beach house with his McLaren. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got to buy it. He's got, he can't, he that's can't where he has the, on That's where he has the hot rides hidden. I know, I know there's a, that okay. you can put, stack a couple of cars in the garage over $40, there. $40,000 for a Bacana <laughs> yeah, tire. Yeah, a Honda. <laughs> Just teasing. Just teasing. Um, I wish I had learned. Yeah, listen. So here's the thing. There's people, and I'm not trying to make anyone do anything. I think you should pay attention to different things that are going on out there. If you really think that crypto is going to die and disappear, I mean, the stock market's still here. The stock market goes up and down. We have all kinds of crashes, it, but the stock market is still here. And everyone's money is on the stock market. Okay? You can say whatever you want to. Everybody's money is on the yeah. stock market. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Walter, maybe that. you got nothing. Maybe you got nothing out there. But if you got money in the bank, your money is on the stock market. Walter has all his money buried in oh, in cancers in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> the soil is too true. wet here, John. It would. It doesn't <laughs> last. Things buried buried in the ground here don't last very long. It's too nasty. Yeah. Yeah. But I so I think this is the same thing that we're that we're in my opinion, right? And I'm not as into this as probably Rob and John are, but I think this is what proves markets go up and down. You know, that's everything that's is cyclic. It's a everything thing, is yeah. cyclic. We're in a cycle. So right now the cycle's getting ready to get back in that two thousand eight mode. Pretty soon here. I think, um, I think it's gonna be worse than two thousand eight. Oh, you okay. think so? Oh, Absolutely. I think so. Well, throw it, throw a war in Europe, and on top of it, and yeah, it'll be worse. Yeah. I well, I think that. Well, things... we do have a war in Europe. I mean, you know. No, we don't have a real one. I mean, yet. well, Putin, Putin is drafting people right now. People are getting drafted. Three hundred thousand people. They're about. They're about to yeah. draft or reopen up uh, three hundred thousand. That's why they're like. If you look at the the borders with like Finland and stuff, they're like people are just fleeing like rats. Oh, and I yeah. just saw I they mean, won't what? they won't sell airline tickets. The the Russian airlines won't sell airline tickets to males like eighteen to forty five or something right now. Mm. There's so, yeah, they were going four times the value. The tickets were going for four yeah. times the value. Yeah, they raised them by 400% yesterday. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I would bet, you know, I follow, and again, I'm not an investor. I, I'm more of a prepper. So I look at things around the economy or kind of through that lens. But I would bet that even the crypto markets are probably going to lose another 50% um, coming up, probably next year or the year after. 
But I, I think you're going to see things get decimated and things to look out for. And these are the things that I'm watching mm -hmm. is what are the retail numbers for Christmas going to look like? I believe that um, right now, like gas is going down. And if you if you need to buy fuel right now for any reason, go buy it right now because fuel is going to get more expensive next month because OPEC is cutting supply. Yeah. And we're, and we're we've drained. We're, this we're, yeah. We, yeah. Go ahead. You're right. We're selling. We drained, we're, we drained the strategic petroleum reserve, and that's about done now. And OPEC's cutting like 100,000 or a million barrels a day next month. So expect gasoline and uh, diesel to go back wherever it was, if not higher. Because right now they've been artificially suppressing the price because they've been releasing the SPR, which also leaves us vulnerable <laughs> in right. case you know shit happens. Um, but the other thing that's going to be interesting to watch in the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture um, puts out an ag survey in usually coming up in the next month or two, and they done base projections on what the yields are going to look like from the fall harvests. But the actual reports come out like in January. I'm really concerned how much food is going to increase in price because of the lack of fertilizers. We we've lost most of the rice crop in like California and Oregon, um, and so you're going to see I think the price of food skyrocket again. Um, from where it is today, I wouldn't be surprised if it doubles or higher next year in the United States. And we can't, Americans can't handle that. And, yeah. and I don't know what people are going to do if that happens. So those are the things that I'm watching right now. But I, and I think if you look at it, people do the wrong thing. Like, so for instance, like in 2008, you saw this a lot where people were underwater on their house and then one spouse, for instance, loses their job and they can't afford the house. Right. And, and so the problem is people will like sell every single asset, by the way, guns are going to get cheap soon because people, are, how often do people sell guns when they get in a pinch, right? That's like one of the first things they sell. But then people start draining their 401ks to kind of make that house payment for this underwater house when the first thing they should be doing is probably just walking on the house instead if they know they can't make their payment. Um, and then they bleed themselves dry trying to make it and they finally just push like a repossession out like six months or what have you. Now, that, that happened in 2008. The problem is the value of houses now is double or triple, if not more, what the houses were then. So I believe that that's going to happen again, and we're meaning that we're probably going to get to a housing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with housing and real estate and unemployment. I think you're going to see a lot of layoffs because right now people don't have the money to do discretionary spending. So there's lots of elements of the economy where people, businesses are just losing their ass right now. And I think you're going to see unemployment. I think that labor shortage problem is going to go away um, next year. And I think you're going to see an unemployment problem. The thing is, we, the big unknown is what's the government going to do with printing money? With arms lists, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider arms list. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like arms list. One of the things I think that, that we could see out there right now is that uh, there's a lot of car repossessions going on. So uh, that's there, one of the but, things that people walk from well, first, Here's right? the point. I, I uh, want to piggyback on that. Mm -hmm. You're seeing it with prime borrowers, which is even more important. You're seeing the, the repossessions on basically really good credit rating borrowers 
they're the ones that have the uncanny amount of repossessions right now, which is another big canary in the coal mine. These are the people that had really good credit um, and had the low interest rates, and they bought their, you know, how many people, dude, I mean, you saw how stupid cars got in the last two years, right? How many people bought, like, you know, $100,000, $150,000 Raptors in, in, like, yeah, well, because the chip, Yeah, the chip shortage pushed, I guess, pushed that into being a thing, and everyone got nuts and started, uh, you know, jacking up the prices on everything, yeah. But but now but the thing is now you have people that like bought cars that are like you know double what they should have been, mm-hmm. and so maybe and so they can't afford those. I call them like rolling you know fifteen hundred dollar a month rolling mortgage payments, mm-hmm. and because they bought these things at such an overpriced value, um, it'll be interesting to see how that market plays out. I don't think real estate and the car markets are going to crash back like we think they're going to. I think other elements of the economy are going to struggle. Um, but there's re- there's weird things with real estate right now because there's a lot of demand. There's a thing with like real estate, which is what people don't understand, is that one of the biggest drivers of real estate right now is the fact that the biggest generation in history are the millennials, and they're in house buying age and family starting age right now. And so, so and no one talks about this. It's a numbers game. We just have too many people that are in house buying like range. Um, and they want to start families. And so the fact is you have this tremendous demographic shift you did not have in 2008. So it's, so in 2008, you didn't have enough buyers for a lot of the, like when, that's when the, the baby boomers started retiring, you know, about 10 years ago. And you didn't have enough people that wanted to buy the houses they were downsizing from. But now you have the opposite problem. So even though the housing market's kind of crazy right now, one of the number, and part of that was driven by low interest rates, which are changing. But the fact is, there's still millions of people that want a house right now. And so, I think what you're going to have is, I think you're going to see the the top part of the market compress a little bit. But I don't think housing prices are going to come down at all, and I think rents are going to skyrocket. So I think rents are going to stay really high, just because there's Ooh, so much demand. Are high. <laughs> yeah, they're I think high. they're going to get higher. Yeah, John. Um, <laughs> say that again, John. That's what I'm hoping for. Rents to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've picked well, up a for couple that beach house you got there. I was gonna say he picked <laughs> up a couple of apartment buildings in the last. <laughs> I would have put it past him. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. So listen. So okay. So with all of that, how do you guys? You know, how do you guys think that when that happens, uh, everyone is everyone here on you know on here tonight? You guys are thinking that's happening in the next year, right? Or do you want to close Starting, that window? Yeah. Is it next six months, nine months, year? I think you'll have, I think personally, I think there's a lot of things that are going to come up in the next six to 12 months, but I don't think that's going to, I don't think we'll hit bottom in six to 12 months, but I think it'll be interesting. I think, like I said, there's a bunch of things to watch. Like who, who the fuck knows what's going to go on with the war. Like that's, I'm not even in, I'm not even factoring that part in because that's just like, could be like such a shit storm we don't even want to think about. I'm for, pretty sure. Uh, come tonight. on, yeah, Putin's gonna just um, surrender. Come on, yeah. Gonna, but don't um, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All Biden will do is just change the definition, and we'll be okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> right. But uh, so but so you're saying? Go ahead. Food. Go ahead. Food. food. I'm worried food about. I'm thing. worried about food. Okay. I'm worried about food next year, and I'm I'm worried about the cost of fuel. Because those are the things that affects everybody the most. 
And what I think likely is going to happen, we're going to see more unemployment. Um, and I think you're going to see crime skyrocketing okay. because of that. So how do you guys think that's going to affect firearms, guns? Guns are all going to get cheap. Go ahead, Walt. What do you think? History. During the yep. Depression, during all these crazy times, people buy guns. Oh, Bottom okay. line. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean I, you know, if, if, crime, if crime goes crazy, what do people do? They go get a gun. Uh, I think at the beginning, me? people would start selling their guns until crime start going crazy. Then they're going to be trying to buy the guns back. We, okay. we've so. never been we've never been slow during any of this during any of this stuff any of this pandemic stuff any of the crime stuff it's been just as busy as always now even so two, even in 2008 in that time when the economy sucked we yeah. still sold stuff the last so. um what is it the last four or five years for the gun world have been highs we've come off the high highest right highest, right, right now it's, it's at a low right now it's pretty low okay. the deals the deals that are out there like say palmetto state armory the stuff they're nice selling deal. and the price they're selling it, they're mm -hmm. giving stuff away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I saw a, a lot of well, there's a are. there's a lot of over there's a lot of manufacturing going on, right? The the firearms industry was not affected by chip shortages because <laughs> there's no oh. chips. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, so. During 2008, um, one of my old business partners also had a manufacturing company, mm -hmm. and I would help him sell guns at gun shows. Dude, we were buying used Glock 19s for two hundred dollars in like 2009. 2010 and so people were selling things because they were desperate but i think the one thing we didn't have and trump hit on this exactly is that we didn't have the crime going up like i think it's going to now in 2008 and so that's going to create interesting demand for guns and you see all this crime so i don't even know how that's going to play out i think you're going to see a mix i think what you're going to find is that there's going to be deals to be had for people who have money um, and I think you're going to see probably people buying lower end stuff. What I also think is you didn't have to do that during 2008 is people weren't really doing, you know, 90% lowers and printing guns. So, I mean, that's, that makes it cost effective too for people. That wasn't an option in 2008. So I don't even, I can't predict where this is going to go, honestly, but I do know yeah. that when people are broke, they sell everything they have. So it'll be interesting to see what the used gun market and the used car markets look like, because um, I think for some people you're going to have they're going to have deals to be had is what I think will be happening. But I think the market will be strong. But what do you think, Trump? Yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think at the beginning people are going to start selling guns. Then once the crime starts skyrocketing because i think this got crime will skyrocket then people are going to be buying tons of firearms <laughs> so i so i think that i think the firearms market might be one of the first markets to recover okay because so, of uh, the crime. right so before we get off the crime thing there why do you think the crime is what's going to be the catalyst for the Crime spiking, unemployment. Uh, what? What's going to be the thing there that makes that kick up? Just looking at the trends right now, mm -hmm. are we seeing are we seeing uh, crime trending up? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah, like at like record levels. Mm -hmm. In the like, in the in the Democrat run metropolitan areas, yes. Mm -hmm. All all metropolitan yeah, areas are Democrat run. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, most of them. 
I can't think of any um, metro uh, cities that are really run by Republicans. I don't know. There might be. Well, well, no. you know, well, then you know, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it just means all that means is that people in large groups and high populations tend to vote left leaning. I don't think you know that's a different animal. But I think here's another thing, and this goes back to demographics, right? So you look at millennials right now, and look at even Gen Z. They have the highest rates of mental illness right now of any generation. <laughs> And so, but this is important, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're adults now. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are adults. They weren't adults in 2008. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing. You have people that a generation, a very large generation that is very prone to mental illness and usually anxiety and depression now going through, let's say the most stressful fucking time in modern history of the United States. And so you're, I think you're going to see more people flipping the fuck out. And, and so I, dude, I had to, so I live in a nice neighborhood. I just moved into a nice neighborhood two months ago and we had a break in and all my neighbors, like we never had break-ins in our neighborhood before. And like two weeks after we moved in and then, um, literally this week I came home middle of the day, two days ago, lunchtime. And like, literally there's three cops or like across the street from my house. And there's some random guy with no clothes, like I had basically no clothes on having like some kind of mental episode. And like you're, you're, in, you're, in the, you're in Utah, right? I don't know if you want to say exactly I, where you're at. I live, in, I live in the Salt Lake City area, and yeah. I live in a decent neighborhood demographically. And and even the neighbors are like, what's going on? Because yeah. our neighborhood is tri traditionally doesn't have these kind of problems. It's yeah. really a low-key neighborhood. And so I think you're going to see not only people that are broke, that are just, you know, trying to make ends meet or what have you. But I think you have this unrest that we've been dealing with race-wise, in other words, for the last, you know, six years. But, you know, now on top of that, I think you're going to have a huge amount of people that don't know how to deal with stress. Okay. And, and I think you have a whole... So I think this is going to look nothing like 2008. Hold on one sec. John, what's up? Different. Oh, okay. What's up, John? Yeah, uh, one of my sons fell and got hurt. Oh, so. man. Okay. I, I got to go take care of that. I, mean, I don't think he's hurt, but bad, but uh, my wife wants me to take my other kid while she works on okay. him. Yeah. Take oh, care. Okay. Yeah. Take care of what needs to be taken care of, man. You're good. Okay. Thanks, John. If we wife if, yeah. If you get a chance to come back, come back, but otherwise we'll see you. Okay. I appreciate you coming in, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Rob. See you guys. All right. See you later. All right, man. Yeah. So I don't know. So I like I don't have a crystal ball, but like I just look at trends like kind of Trump does, too. It's like and I'm old, so I'm not as old as Walter, probably, but I'm in my 50s. Nobody's as it's old like, as Walter. Right. He's got, <laughs> got to take his mummy Methuselah. bandages off to get on camera. And <laughs> Methuselah is um, a teenager compared to. Uh... I'm going to so comment on I, the mental <laughs> illness of these young folks in a second. <laughs> I actually got theories on that too, but what do you what do you think? They need yeah, to Walter. fucking grow up. That's what they need to do. And I think and I think hard times might make some grow up and get sucking off a mama's tits. I mean, it's it, we've got this coddled society where everybody has an issue and everybody has their drug and everybody needs special help. It's like fucking stop making excuses and and and, and the, the problem is the people, not not society. You know, I'm, I'm just, I just, I get these, 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 you can't say anything around certain people. You can't, you can't look at them funny when they got their pink fucking hair and their blue hair. It's like, grow up. Yeah. That's it. I, I can't argue that. You know, it was interesting <laughs> to see, like, 
you know, with the uh, with the pandemic going on, right? It was interesting to see all these people who were in situations that they couldn't handle. That that that. So when they had when they were able to go to work every day or get up to whatever they were getting up to, things were whatever they were. But the minute people had to stay home and deal with their wives or spa- you know husbands, wives, kids or whatever, everything went nuts. You know, and Turn now. Turn off that damn shit you listen to all day that tells you that the world's coming to an end and you gotta you gotta wear a mask because it, yeah. the plague is out there. And it's also it's also interesting that now we're on the flip side of that, right? So we're on the flip side of that, and people don't want to go back to work. So there's companies well, trying to get people to Why would you want to go back, back to work if somebody's handed you money? Well, or coddling you, saying, "Well, you know, you don't have to. You know, we can, we can, we you can work from at home. It's so nice, and you know." It's like fuck that. Get back to work, like like Musk said. Get the fuck back to the job. If you can't come back, or you're fired. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what 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 is wrong with that? Where does that's how this country was built? It wasn't built on people sitting around their house stroking their meat all day and dyeing their hair different colors. You know, right. I mean, that, well, <laughs> well, I think culturally, no, I think culturally we are a broken country. And we need to blame the baby boomers and the Gen Xers for the latest rounds because we're the ones that have raised some of these kids. But I think I think the problem is is that our society has doesn't create resilient people. And and break it down from the time kids are children, right? From the time they're six weeks old, they're put in daycare, they have to compete with other people to get some attention from an adult, and then they're thrust into public schools. I mean prisons. Um, and, and I thought, I saw this a lot you know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm a Gen Xer, so I, I watched this transition, right? But now every single thing's a group project. Everything's a team sport activity. And the problem is, I think what happens is part of why people are so anxious and people have like low, I think basically most people don't have, they have low self-esteem because I think healthy self-esteem comes from individual achievement and self-reliance. But if you look at the way we educate kids now, everything's a group activity. I mean, and this is forced on them. They don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that we don't teach individual sports. Everything's like a, a team sport. Every, every class every- is a group project. And, and what happens is, and on top of that, we tell everybody they're wonderful and special, <laughs> and it builds their ego up. And everybody gets ha- an award. Right. And everybody has to win. You're in right? 17th place. But that's what, like, I think, I think going to school, like, having to get out there and socialize, you know, I believe my parents taught me what, like, what they thought they wanted, you know, what they wanted us to learn and things like that. They paid attention to our education. They didn't abdicate that responsibility to a school anywhere. But we right. went to school. But school's where you learn how to socialize. You learn, hey, you can get your ass kicked. You could lose. People and, don't like you. And, Everyone doesn't have to and, like you. I think the problem and, and, now, the problem now is that you see there's a there's a lot of like all this super political correctness and all that going on in the schools is just nuts. Uh, you know, and, that's so, so so think about this though. So you have kids that grow up political correct because they're all mm-hmm. to American students are taught are actually the least achievers in the world in Western countries, but they have the highest self esteem. People from Asian countries have the lowest self-esteem, but the high, they're the highest achievers. So this is interesting. How, why is that? Because they're always told everybody's unique and special, no matter when they're, even if they're Pressure not. is good for you. Pressure is good for you. But, Walt, did you, I know Walt, let, let's let Walt jump in here. What were you going to say, Walt? No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, I mean, having to figure things out on your own is, mm-hmm. I think, a good thing. You know, when, when it gets weird, 
you know, out in the world or in your neighborhood or or was a hurricane coming this way and you can't cower in the corner and, well, what am I going to do? When they, when the, when's the government going to come and help me? you got to go out and you got to figure it out and get it done. Yeah. Well, you know. but think about that. Like, if you've never had a chance, like, if you don't even have shop class in your school, for instance, or <laughs> yeah, only certain yeah. people go to shop class. And I think this is important because shop class teaches you how to do things as an individual and achieve as an individual, which gives you healthy right, right. self-esteem. But if you've never gone through that and you don't have that process, now you come out and then you go to college, everything again is a group project. Three people out of the group do everything, but everybody gets the same grade. And then they right. get in the real world. They've been told this whole time how great they are, and they get in the real world, and <laughs> nobody they're not, they don't they yeah. don't know how to do that. Ma that magically doesn't work. <laughs> it oh, might work we, in we, like Marvel movies or something like that, but the, but that bullshit does not right. work in the real world. But we've you know? but we've built two generations like that now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Two generations have been educated like that. My generation, I graduated from high school in the early '90s, so my generation, I was crossover high school. We did not have group projects. Um, but in college I did. And so I saw this kind of transition. Um, and so now, but I've seen it with like my friends and, the, and we homeschool our kids. So we, we don't put our kids through that. But, um, but I think what's happened is you've created two generations of people that don't even know how to drive a stick shift. They don't know how to do anything. Uh -huh. And, and yeah. so, but I think this is part of the self-esteem problem, which drives their depression and anxiety. Because if you don't know how to like, what do you do if the tree falls in your street after a storm and you don't even yeah. know how to turn on a chainsaw, you're at yeah. the mercy of those that do. Yeah. Um, and, I didn't, I, I never, I didn't realize that. Um, I know my kids, my kids had gym and they're, they're like just in their early twenties, but shooting gallery and he says high school, uh, my high school didn't have gym class when I got there my freshman year. Laugh out loud. I wish I had shop class, to be honest. Gym, like, you need gym class so someone could kick your ass. So you learn well, how to stand you, up you, to bullies. You, and I, well, well, I'll laugh, but you need gym class. It's like they've taken away uh, recess in elementary school. Mm -hmm. So, you used to, you know, in elementary school, you get recess, that time where you just run wild. Yeah. You run right like around. a banshee. You, you know, yeah. you climb on the bars, you jump, you scream games. and holler. And then yeah. you go back in and you're, you're you fall down, you hurt yourself, you yeah, yeah, that's walk life, it off. You know? Yeah. But now they don't have that they, or they're taken away in a lot of places. So these kids don't have any, they don't have, well, and also recess was a place where you interacted, you know, with other people, you know, mm -hmm. you check out the chicks, you know, you go stalk your friends, you know, right, right. You know, all that stuff. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, you could leave so the much... school, you know, leave the school, go down to the store or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, and when I was in high school, yeah, you could freaking take off. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. now they got, now that same high school is fenced off and they yeah. closed the gate and they lock you in. They don't let you go out at lunchtime or anything like that. So, yeah. So, so I think it comes down to, we have multiple generations of people that have very, very low self-esteem and, that's the less than one minute signal. Break time. <laughs> no, go ahead. Keep, you, you can go. We oh, got one 20 minute. seconds. <laughs> but I think that's a lot of the trouble we're having in our society. And I think that's where people that are older like me get a little frustrated and don't understand. That's why like everybody has to be 
So we have to pretend like everybody's in a padded room. Uh, and it's because there's because they do have super, super low self-esteem and they are really prone to depression. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a break. And, we're going to take a break. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk. T-U-S-C. What? What? Shout out to all the, the Tusk people out there. Look at that. Tusk Look at that. Yeah. I got I to gotta get my Tusk hat. Uh, we got to get some new Tusk hats. Uh, Gen Champ Jr. says, I ask people what a penny a day doubled for 30 days equals. Uh, it's amazing the answers. It's going to be, I, I'm going to tell you, I know this because I've done this mental exercise. It's going to be over a million dollars. Uh, but you guys, you guys can, people out there can, uh, can give their answers. What do you think it would be, Walt? I, 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 I'm not good at that kind of math. It's going to so, be, it's uh, over a million. But it's over it's a, a lot of money. I've, I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been tasked with that situation before. It's a lot yeah, of money. It's, it's a lot of money, yeah. Because at some point, like doubling at some point, you know, like when you go from one penny to two pennies, you know, four, you know, all that, and eight. all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, you get to a dollar, man. That go that that doubling gets up there pretty quick. You'd be surprised. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He says Gen Chap Junior says lose the S on the millions. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be over a million. It's gonna be over. I think if you double a penny, what is it like twenty six times? It becomes a million. It's a million dollars. I think at about twenty six. So no, is it? Is it may, might be twenty nine. Some somewhere in the high twenties, it becomes a million. So mm. yeah, uh, maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah. Five million three hundred sixty eight thousand seven hundred nine and twelve cents. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's a go. Millions. So it is millions. It is millions. Yeah. Five million. Wow. Where, where did it become a million? At around twenty six, twenty something. I would assume probably 27 days or 28 days, probably somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's a million, the double from that is two million. It goes boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Jen Champ says compounding is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. So what do you what do you think, Walt? You're you're actually in the manufacturing side of this. Are you planning you know, do you have plans for the next year here, or are you just watching to see what happens? I I don't know if I have plans. Like, it's kind of hard to figure what you know what's going to happen. Um, material cost and you know rents have shot up too. That's another thing. That freaking our rent has went up a lot. And I heard other people in this area with rents. It's it's expensive in Safety Harbor, anyways. But mm -hmm. but um, but yeah, I mean. It's hard to figure, you know, you know something when there could be one event, if all of a sudden shits get really weird over in, in Europe, the, the the nervous nilly people in the stock market and everything here, they just lose their mind and all of a sudden it drops like yeah. like a rock. You you have no control over that. You have, that's one thing that you, you, if people that have everything in the stock market and stuff and then when things go nutty, it's like 
you expect anything else? I yeah, mean, well, you can't you can't panic if you already have stuff. In, if you already, which a lot of us do, let's be honest about it, right? If you, especially if you have a regular job these days, there's no such thing as a pension. Your pension would be on the stock market anyway. But you, if you've got a four hundred one k, it's on the stock market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's where people's but, money is at. You don't panic. I think at the end of the day, it'll come back. If America survives whatever happens, you'll be oh, fine. Yeah. And America will survive. This is one of the most unique parts of the world, and we have a lot of good things going for us. Even though we're talking about a lot of the negative things, it's just who's going to make it through that without losing their shit? I think that's what, I, like Rob I, was saying. I, I think in the United States, I think I think all Western currencies are in a bad time right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the dollar will be stronger than Europe. So. <laughs> Yeah. Europe is like sacrificing itself right now needlessly. And so uh, I'm already seeing what we're seeing over there. I have friends that are over there and they're telling me in you know private chats what they're paying for electricity and fuel and it's shutting down their economies. Like and and so you're seeing like much of like German industry is being shut down right now. And understand that's not only just manufacturing of cars, but they have chemical industry. Germany is a big industrial, you know, manufacturing yeah. base in Europe, mm-hmm. and they can't even afford to run their electricity. They're they're running out of energy, and even normal people just aren't going to have electricity and fuel this winter. And I think it's going to get really bad. And what you're going to see is a likely response because of this ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm I'm not in favor of what we're doing with NATO right now, but what people are doing in response to Ukraine is like this crazy. They're sacrificing Western Europe right now um, for the Ukraine, and the and the price of that is going to kill their economies. But you might get to the people where people are going to probably freeze to death and and maybe starve to death in parts of Europe this winter. Um, so even though the dollar, I think we're going to be in a rough place in the United States, I think Europe's going to be way worse. So the dollar may be still remain strong. I mean, the dollar is really strong right now. And that's even hurting some of those other countries in the United, in the United Kingdom and all over Western Europe. And it's you're saying even, even with us strong. printing a lot of money and all that. It's, it's still better than it is any other currency. The euro and the dollar, I mean... The euro's always been better than the dollar, and the euro and dollar, like right now, the dollar's the strongest to be against the euro than it's ever been yeah. in history. So that's kind of like understand Europe is imploding way faster than the United States is right now, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be very interesting to watch. Another thing that's interesting, I just was looking at the shipping numbers. Mm-hmm. So at the peak of the pandemic, I think to bring to buy just to pay for the passage of a container from, you know, China to the United States, it used to be like two to three grand. That was like kind of, you know, high on the fore end. That used to be what what it would transportation cost for a normal container would be pre-pandemic. And then up in the pandemic, I think it got into like 16 to $20,000 to move any, just to move a container. Um, and and now the shipping prices are dying right now. So the cost, it's not pre-pandemic yet, but I thought the last time I looked at it, it was down in the fours. And so the price to move goods and stuff from China has going down. But it's not because, now, so here's the problem, why this is a bad thing, is that it's because the demand for shit for China is going down mm-hmm. now. That's not good. And that's because people don't have money right yeah. now in the United States to buy it. But that also affects China's currency or China's, you know, economy too. So it's it's really who's not gonna who's gonna get screwed last when it comes to the economies is what we're looking at right now, is what it seems. But I think everybody's gonna get screwed. It's just who gets screwed the least 
and who gets, you know, who stays strong the longest. It's like a weird game of like musical chairs, but who I would say survive the, rest the, of the winter. World yeah. I think I, this winter is going to be very telling. Yeah. I agree with Walter what he was saying, like something, because I don't think all the shoes have dropped over no. in Europe. I don't think they really realize what they're up against. I think they got a little bit of a oh. shock from Putin, you know, calling in these reserves or whatever. But that's yeah. that we're still we're still at nothing. We, this really the, hasn't gotten bad yet. The, Euro- the uh, Europeans have the Europeans have dug themselves their own hole by correct. becoming energy dependent on the Russians. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, I mean, they well, should have known this was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, well, becoming energy dependent on anybody. You got to remember yeah. when I saw that video where Trump was like, "I told you so." Don't get the only reason Trump was saying that is because he wanted the Europe's to be dependent on American energy at the time. So he was actually lobbying for American industry at that time. He wasn't yeah. saying be self reliant, don't be lo- dependent. A lot of the but European, not- a lot of European economies are based on a magical wish. It's like, oh, you know, if we. If we all just do the right thing, we'll save the planet, and everything will work awesomely, and we can, you know, it's a magical wish that they have that, oh, this is all going to work out if we, you know, if we stop having our own sources of fuel, uh, you know, if we, they, if we do everything, like, so for example, the idea that in America we're going to all electric by 2030 came from Europe. It's insanity because we don't even have the rare earth minerals. The China controls the world's rare earth minerals at this point. We don't mind. Well, there's no rare earth mineral mines in the United States right now. Um, and so being so if you're if the government forces us to be dependent on EVs, that's forcing dependency on China, which is insanity. Um, and, and so I, I hope we stall that on top of that. I mean, we just don't have the, I mean, right now they got blackouts in like, you know, in California right now. So when you, I mean, we don't even have the electric grid to support what we have now. And now we're talking how much more load is the grid going to take in 10 years or 15 years if they have these stupid men? Yeah, because all the places doing that refuse to generate more electricity through nuclear, right? So they won't want to do anything. They yeah, refuse they to do it to anything, Hank. It's not just yeah. that. They don't want to build any power plants. Right. Because the environment, the environment. Well, then that's a magical wish. But the people who what? have been doing this longer than America is Europe. They've been the living Germans, by a magical wish for a long-ass time. And that's what's Germans, coming home to roost for them. The Germans got cold till the cows come home and they stopped digging it. Mm-hmm. I just saw... The coal. <laughs> I used like, to... Switzerland, dude, Switzerland's telling their, their, their energy, whatever, commas are, whatever in Switzerland. I used to work for a Swiss company. Um, they're telling people, um, you know, take, you know, take joint showers now and stuff to save energy. (laughs) Estonia has got a government website on where you can buy firewood. I'm talking, this is like, you know, like, Western, like, I've been to Switzerland. It's one of the coolest, modernist countries I've ever been to. And it's like, you know, they're they're talking, it's not, everybody's over a barrel. And and it's self-induced. This is self-emulation. We're getting this big sword and we're shoving it in our own ass. Yeah. And And and, all it takes is for, like, this one, this one thing with Ukraine that's really not, I know for the people in Ukraine, for for people in in that immediate area, it's not, it's not fun. But it's really not bad yet. You, you, you can't let so, Pooty Poot have his way there. I, you, you know, I, let, I probably would. 
I, I would disagree, but you know, NATO is yeah. causing this, and this yeah. is like a Cuban Missile Crisis in reverse. And the the fact is, you know, he doesn't want his he doesn't want his borders militarized by NATO, and I don't blame him because we didn't allow that when they wanted to do the, it to the us. The only reason that the only reason that the Ukraine has made it this far is because of support from other places. Most of it, absolutely, no, America, most of it coming well, from America, and they're 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 very motivated to do that. Yeah, very corrupt. Yeah. And, by the way, shout uh, out no, to no, Harry, forget I about see, corruption. Corruption doesn't get the soldier to fight. And the Russian, yeah, do you see how corrupt the Russian military is? From from the smallest little private guy all the way up through Pooty Poot, mm-hmm. there's corruption. I, I saw a, I saw a, a thing about it, and it was like it's incredible. Everybody's paid off. Everybody's stealing. Everybody's so it doesn't. Dude, that's work. a whole world. That's yeah. a whole world, though. No, but, that's a whole world like that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like go that. that. I don't go that route. Uh, no place, is, no place is as bad as Russia. No place. You don't you don't pay in the U.S. military. South America. Money. So you got to remember the you got to remember though, like we do it differently here, okay? But what we do is different than most places. It's just you have to have a lobbyist and a politician, and that's how it's done. But you go south of the border, it, it's like it's like literally anywhere in South America, Central America, Africa, most of Eastern Europe. That's how it's all. That's how business is always done. And and I think it's corrupt. It's awful. But I mean, it's not that we don't have corruption. We just do it differently, and it's not as in your face. And and so we think yeah, that but we're the, more the, pure the Russians are before. in a the Russians are in a very special position of desperation. We, I think we don't, I don't have tires. You don't, don't think they're tires. desperate? All they need to do is hold on. As 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 Europe freezes. This winter, they just need to hold on. That they no, I mean, so what I think, I think other places, other places in Europe have been, you know, other places, other countries in Europe have been getting better and doing things based on this magical wish that I've talked about and everyone's been working under. But the thing is, Russia has not been ben- really, to me, benefiting from that. That's why we're seeing all this stuff happening. And right now, they're, they're, they've painted themselves into a corner. What's Putin going to do? He's not going to back down. He's not going to give up. He's not going to run away. I, because they're facing an existential threat from NATO, and and I think ultimately, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. There's no there, before the in 2014, there was no existential threat from NATO. So the, it's, the, it's the, interesting. The, 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 the Estonian countries, Lithuania, all of them, they didn't, they weren't in NATO then. There was he's got a freaking Stalin complex. Cause that's what he's got. He wants I mean, to the be. Propaganda he wants has, to be. But, he wants to be great again, just like a great leader. You know, he just like wants to be this like. The imperial, they don't have, the Russians don't have their, they don't have the Eastern European countries to suck all their I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a different perspective. Um, long-term playing field, like Americans, we think like five minutes ahead. China's thinking 50 or 100 years ahead. If you wanted to say, who do you think is the bigger threat to the United States and even Western Europe long-term, is it Russia or China? And I will tell you, hands down, it's China. And here's the problem. Our, polit- our corporations sold out to China, and our politicians sold out to those corporations. But really, long-term, culturally, we have a lot more. We should be allies with Russia and not enemies with Russia. But so many people in our government and in Western Europe have sold out to China. And really, if the only way the West could take on China, and another, as they're building their Blue Water Navy right now, they have most of the min- rare earth minerals around the planet, 
They're building, you know, reinforced man-made islands all over the Pacific. They own the Panama Canal. They own the Bahamas, uh, you know, ports. China just is just announced or just demonstrated their first stealth long-range bomber, and they're building a bunch of aircraft carriers, which they never had before. The long-range stealth bombers and the Blue Water Navy is how they project power globally. China is a threat. And, you know, how we defeat them is that we have to get together with China and the rest of Europe, or I'm sorry, with Russia and the rest of Europe, because culturally we have a lot more in common with Russia than we do China. And the fact is the Russian and Chinese are only kind of playing nice with each other because they don't have a choice. China's getting a great discount on energy right now. China has an ally to sell off his stuff. But the fact is we should be looking at China as the threat, not Russia. Right now, the United States is being bled down. Our military is being bled down for this bullshit in the Ukraine. Our oil and strategic petroleum is bled and bled down. And our economy is getting completely fucked for the Ukraine. And that's leaving us a very vulnerable nation. And it's not worth it. None of it's worth it when the long-term threat is China. And I think if China and the West, and China benefits from the West fighting Russia, because now there's no one to stand up to China. And China is the long-term threat. I'll stand by this 100%. Russia is not our enemy and shouldn't be our enemy, but China should be because they are. And they're a long-term threat. And I think if we keep ignoring that, look at what's happening to our economy right now. All our gas prices and all this bullshit, it's one bad policy and this stupid war. Our economy doesn't need to be tanking like this. The, certainly Western Europe's doesn't need to be. Okay, hold on but one second. Let me, let, me give a, let me give a quick shout-out, and then I'll, obviously I'll let Walter uh, respond to that here. Shout-out to Ham Radio 2.0. I see him in the chat. Shout-out <laughs> shout to him out there. Uh, okay, Walter, I'm going to let you go for it. No, you got no, like China's three definitely China. China's definitely a big uh, thing, um, but the Chinese don't have any fuel. They can't fuel their economy, their war machine. They can't feed their own people. They they cannot physically feed their own people. Um, but yes, yeah, and we've 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 definitely sold out to the Chinese. I'm not arguing with that fact one bit. I mean, we got yeah. we got a um, that's yeah. been going on yeah. for. A long time. 30, 40 years now. Uh, so. But, you know, but, China's big problem is resources, and that's why they're yeah, all they over, don't, That's why they're infiltrating all over the world, right? They don't have enough right. resources. But you can't, to, I mean, I, I understand. They're, okay, they're, they're, they're not like, Ama- yeah, well, they're not like, yeah. America is really self-contained if you think about it, right? America could really, be. Yeah, it's, it, well, physically, it's a self-contained place. You've got a lot of resources all over America. You know, if we, let's say we could cut ourselves off from the rest of the world, we'll be fine. We don't need new cars. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't need. You don't need, you don't have to have all this. Yeah. You can, you can figure out ways around the rare earth stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. In a matter of time, we could find everything we need. The, the thing, the thing going on with China and, and to some extent other countries is that, you know, America is consuming like a third of what the whole world is creating. So ultimately, I think it comes down to that, right? Like you were saying with China, if we all of a sudden we're not buying this shit, what are they doing? Yeah, right? Chinese so, have yeah. to have us buying stuff. If we stop buying Chinese stuff, they're they're done. They're finished. They're Same thing with why are we buying? Why do we buy our petroleum from Saudi Arabia? We can make it here. Well, that's that's right. another thing. We have yeah, we have plenty sure. of petroleum. There's no shortage of petroleum so, here. We have we but have sources to fuel things. We got tons of ways to. There's fuel no shortage stuff. of coal. Yeah. I always bring coal up. Coal's such a they, people. They make it out like this this big enemy. Coal's your friend. Coal, coal is great. Come on, lots you know, of BTUs. Got, got, 
We got 300 years of coal here. We don't need the Germans. The Germans shouldn't. Nobody should be get cold in Germany this winter. We've got, got a lot of stuff here, man. We, I'm not knocking coal, but we've got okay. We got coal, all right. But we have gas we have natural gas. Stuff. Yeah, we have know. uranium. Yeah, we got petroleum. Yeah, <laughs> we got uranium. petroleum out the yin yang. Yeah, we got uranium. You know, we've got that. You know, we also have this intense desire to have me, me included to have everything really cheap. <laughs> I, I <laughs> so. I mean, you know, or well, the, the have, go ahead. But we have rare earth, like in, even in Wyoming, they were trying to open up rare earth uh, minerals mines up in the the Black Hills, and yeah. they're there. Yeah. Um, but it we was got, so we got hard like five to, seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. Let's take this break. We're going to come back, and we got more stuff. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at Two A Commerce, veteran owned and with over twenty years experience. 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. All right, Walter, you're showing off a gun here. You want to? What is that? Uh, I'm just with? touching my 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 Madi. That's all. Oh, there touching you go. Oh, okay. pretty. Yes. Uh, yeah, I love the I love the laminated wood. There's nothing better than a good laminated wood stock in my opinion. Yeah, not the stump hole stuff, but yeah, this this was a band gun. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you? you did you? Fun? Oh yeah. What's this? What you got? <laughs> yeah, what my winter happen? special. <laughs> is that camouflaged? <laughs> What's going on? This is actually so. Yeah, this is actually we used it in our movie, and this is still the how we had it decorated for the oh, movie. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, tell everyone about the movie. Can you get it? Is the the movie's out, right? It's not out yet. So. Oh, when is the movie uh, coming out? And what's the name? You know, that's exactly? kind of that's good. It's called Permafrost. It's a post-apocalyptic film, uh, indie film that we filmed uh, mostly in the Western United States and in Utah. Um, Kind of like a, it's about a basically a bounty hunter movie in the future after the world's been fried by solar flares. Um, I was the, actually the armorer on the movie, and so, uh, but uh, it's in editing right now. It's supposed to be done edited. It was already supposed to be done edited, so you know how that goes. But I'm hoping it'll be. I'm hoping it'll be released uh, by Christmas. Okay. So we're pretty excited. But it's called Permafrost. And if people want to find out about it, where do they go? Uh, let me see if I. Can. Tell me something here. I might be able to pull it up and show people. Do I just search permafrost movie? Do I just Google that? Uh, I think it's permafrost dot permafrost film dot film. Maybe I forgot the URL. Yeah, um, that's not my uh, area. Um, and uh, which oh, uh, it's one of these, right? I, oh, it's the uh, permafrost official teaser trailer post-apocalyptic. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's on IMDb. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. There's another trailer that's out there that that's actually more recent on that. Yeah, I'll try to pull it up here. Let's see. I could probably share it with you guys a little bit. Gen Champ, Gen Champ Junior says in the chat. Hopefully, Alec B was was on the set. Laugh out loud. <laughs> was not on the set. <laughs> no, he says was on the set. That's oh. What I... oh, okay. So that's some that's real snow. I take it, right? <laughs> that's all real snow. We we literally filmed for a month in in the mountains in the Uintas. Ah, uh, so 
So yeah. Cool. Oh, someone's that's me. Off. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the white there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so that camouflage you're showing goes along with that. Yeah. So if anyone yeah. wants to, if you guys want to see that, um, go just Google what we did. Uh, permaf- permafrost film, and you'll find it. There you go. Oh, was it? Gem Champ Jr. says wasn't. I typo. Yeah. So uh, you got it right, Hank. Sorry. Right, right. Sorry. Don't understand. Yeah, somebody has their speakers up a little bit loud. I don't know if that's me. Is it me? I'll turn mine down a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Yeah, so oh. go ahead. So I was gonna, I was gonna just touch a little bit with uh, what Walter just said. I agree. Like, dude, Putin's a scumbag. Okay, I'm not a fucking commie oh, yeah. or any. But I don't think. I think the. I think we're playing like checkers or Connect Four, and he's playing like Go or chess. And, and the the reality is, the West, including the United States, we're destroying our currencies and destroying our economies over this stuff with Ukraine, and I don't think it's worth it. And I think this is the problem. Is it yeah, worth I, destroying? I would agree that Europe, Europe needs to be to be carrying most of the weight when it comes to this whole thing, if they want but, to. But you and I are. We're doing it. You and I are doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Which, that's putting ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And and you're, we're putting ourselves in in harm's way because of that. And if if I had to ask you, like, if you ask most Americans, um, five dollar gas and you know like twenty dollars a pound for chicken wings or the Ukraine. And I, and I think I know where I would vote. Yeah. And I think most uh, I'm where most also, Americans would vote. Uh, also, yeah. I think in the long run, we're going to regret it. I mean, the, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt places. We're literally yes. talking about some place that Hunter Biden was connected to, um, previous previous administrations. And now here we're in this massive war with tons of money going over there to the Ukraine. Who knows what kind of kickbacks are happening? And in the future, we're going to find out there. there's a lot of corruption. I get it. There's a really nice pro-gun story in the Ukraine because the people are fighting back and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, there's that's awesome. Of, you know. There's also a lot of propaganda. And, and so uh, it's like on both sides. Uh, yeah. Ukraine's got the, some of the best propaganda. you got to remember prior to this, Ukraine's got a huge like software development, online marketing community already existed there. And so there's so much bullshit out there. Like, I, I was tracking this, which was interesting. You would go through and look at all, like, the Ukrainian pro-bot accounts. And you would look at, you know, all these accounts. They were all fake. I know what a fake account looks like on Twitter. And they were all using these pro-Ukrainian hashtags. And they were deliberately targeting American politicians. Vote for this. Give us more money. And it was, like, literally pro. It was just bots. And it was just like, I mean, literally, it's contrived. It's a lot of the, a lot of programming and software and stuff like that is contracted out to the Ukraine. People don't realize Correct. that. Correct. Um, exactly. Most of the car companies on the face of the planet get their uh, wiring harnesses made in the Ukraine. Also. A lot of wiring. So actually, I used to work for a company called, a Japanese company that called Yazaki. They make most of the wiring harnesses for, the, for all American and European cars. Most of them are made in the United States and in, and in Mexico. So Yazaki is uh, look at up that company. So I used to work for a wiring harness company, Tier One Auto Supplier. Um, okay. Ukraine but, is making a lot of wiring harnesses for car companies. It, they might, they might be doing for more European brands, but I know uh, for Amer- most American cars, it's Yazaki. Okay, yeah, um, I know. For example, for um, all the German guys, they are. I know that as a fact. They are for uh, the whole Volkswagen Group, which is massive. 
and yeah. um, and I'm pretty sure for BMW and all those other guys that are out there. Go ahead, Walt. What were you going to say? No, I'm going to say. I mean, we can't blame all of our economy and money issues on Ukraine. We got a thing called uh, uh, Brandon, Bill Brandon. That guy. Remember that guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all you have to do. I mean, whatever you think about Trump, whatever you think about Trump, just go back toward the election and see what gas prices were. Well, here's the thing, though, you know, like, I mean, look, look at the like, unemployment but, rates and stuff. This, this is a look. Trump added $10 trillion to the national debt under his administration. That's Biden hasn't hit that much yet, but he's going to. So a lot of the a lot of the inflation we're seeing now is for money printed under the Trump administration because it takes time for once that money's printed for it to start circulating through the economy. And and Brandon sucks too, but they all suck. This is the thing, they all suck, just like Trump gave us the bump stock ban. You know, it's like Republicans are not better than Democrats at running things, unfortunately. They're just I don't different. Think, I don't really think Trump was running as much as everyone thinks. I think he had a lot of issues. I think he did some good things. I'm not gonna knock I'm glad Trump was the president just based on, you know, what we're seeing happening with the Supreme Court and stuff like that. And for sure, I think he, he did some other good things, but I don't think he had a big handle on his administration. OK, um, I think there were lots of defections and stuff like that going on. That's the reason why I don't really want to see him do it again. I'd rather that we get someone else in there and, you know, really try to get control of this. But I think, look. I think politicians who are out there running the country right now want to keep printing money, no matter what side they're on. Uh, it can be like Germany before yeah. World War II. Yeah. So, <laughs> during, um, yeah. The 20s, we're just hosed. We're just hosed. Let me, <laughs> we're let, all me, hosed. <laughs> let me ask this with the time that we have left, because, you know, obviously you're here from, from Tusk. One of the questions that I get from a lot of uh, folks that are interested in Tusk, Rob, is that they, they have a hard time being able to even just, like, buy into Tusk in the first place. Mm -hmm. So have you guys been able to do anything about that? I know you were talking about some stuff that was going through some Russian companies that, that kind of fell apart with everything happening. Um, can well, people yeah. easily buy into Tusk? I think that's a big question. So you can, uh, we actually just got listed on another exchange like a month ago called mm -hmm. TX bit. And we're about to get on another exchange called Exquential. So um, we are, you know, getting listings and making it easier to buy is an ongoing thing. Um, right now, we are working on some DeFi stuff. And so if for people that are into crypto, we are actively building out more liquidity pools on a, what they call a decentralized exchange called XBTS. And so there'll be more easy ways to get Tusk as time goes on. But that is something we have added some uh, exchanges. So that is mm -hmm. going to become easier. So, yes, absolutely working on it. But it's just kind of a lot of it's a growth thing. You just got to get bigger to get on bigger exchanges. Um, but we are working on it. Okay. So for the – well, go ahead, Walt. Do you have a question? I was going to say and something came to my mind. How many cryptocurrencies are there? I mean, Total in the world? Cryptocurrencies, yeah. Legitimate is a interesting word. Well, there's several. Well, yeah. I don't know, but up, there's upwards of twenty thousand different tokens and coins that are out there. Do you um, think that that has an effect on on values and? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to and where does thing where do things get their value? Right, like all value is subjective. So why is one crypto more valuable than another when you're dealing with just mostly speculative assets? It's just marketing. Right, right. I think um, when it comes, but we as a group in our project, we've never focused on the marketing and the focusing on like 
that it's a hype as an investment. We never sold it as an we never sold it at all, but we gave it away for free originally. Um, but we've never focused on trying to, you know, token or coin price has never been a priority for us. Our priority is getting people to use it as a tool because it does solve problems that are important to the 2A world. Um, and then uh, we are going to be working on what these call, we're building out and we think the, the future is going to be revolve around non-fungible tokens that are built on our blockchain because we've added that capability. And that's what we're kind of pivoting a little bit to because we think that NFTs have a much bigger future than just crypto payments alone. Um, and so that's kind of what we've been building our platform out. So we kind of took a little bit of a, a little bit of a break and we did a pivot over the last year. And that's kind of what we've been focused on. But we're going to be hopefully in the next couple months, we're going to be, you know, rolling out uh, a series of new features and tools that not only get us comparable to some other platforms, but actually will leapfrog us or will piggyback over um, and leapfrog over some other platforms that are out there right now. Um, I don't want to get too in the weeds on the different little things, but um, we are working on some cool stuff. Um, and I think NFTs are going to be the future and they're going to affect a lot more than just payments. But all the stuff about payments that we originally were working on is all there and still under the hood. Um, we're just adding on a lot more stuff beyond that. Um, so we're going to be like a big boy blockchain. We're pretty excited. So if people are hearing about it, and I'm going to put up, uh, I'm going to share my phone with this. If people hear about this and they want to do something with it here, what do you suggest they do? Just go to Tusk Network. Is everything going to be there um, at yes. you know Tusk.network to walk people through what they need to do? Yeah, um, you can go to Tusk.network. That's our, our URL. Um, and uh, we have a couple communities that we're building out. So Telegram, uh, there's someone always in the Telegram group. So if you have a question about something, um, if you want to look on where you want to buy Tusk, you, there's a link on Tusk.network just called Exchanges. Also under the About Us section on the website, you can see the white paper and, and all the technical documents if you want to get set up and account setups are free and there's documents to walk you through that. So um, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. We are basically an all-volunteer run organization. Um, as I, we like to tell people, um, we're a decentralized autonomous organization. And you mentioned that in your little commercials. But what that means is that we're kind of like a cross between a co-op and a nonprofit. So, like, I'm not like a CEO. There's no corporation or anything like that. Um, and decision-making about the Tusk blockchain is done via voting. So, if, let's say, you bought a thousand Tusks somewhere or a million Tusks somewhere, um, that would give you the right to vote on things and how Tusk is operated. And so, that's kind of one. That's different than, like, Bitcoin. So, if you hold Bitcoin, you don't get to vote on how Bitcoin may change or operate at all. But okay. with us, you do. So, having when you buy tusk you're buying the ability to transact on the tusk blockchain you can also build or buy assets uh, like nfts on the tusk blockchain but it also gives you voting rights which is you know most blockchains do not have that functionality okay and so how do you guys pay for things because obviously developing something like i think this is for to go to walter's question here with how many are there out there and can anyone do it um, I think there's one laws in America about who can set up uh, a crypto, right? So anyone can't just go create a crypto and say, hey, I've got a new crypto. It's running. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume you can answer that. But the question I really want to get to is how do you guys fund the things that need to be done? Because obviously 
there's going to be lawyers that need to be paid, uh, things that have to, you know, people have to get paid to set this up or do this thing or that. How do you guys do that? So um, when, so the process of funding things come, we're a self-funded project. So the process that generates new Tusk into creation, the whole how do we make it a print, let's call it printing of money, happens via block production. And so every time new blocks are created and new tusks are created, a small portion of those go into a pool. We call it the worker pool, that reserve pool. And so if anybody wants to do anything for Tusk, if you wanted to, like, for instance, we sponsor a podcast for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. But what if someone wants to be a developer or someone wants to do some marketing or someone wanted to take legal fees, they can actually put a worker proposal in and then it gets voted on on the blockchain and gets approved by the community. And so that's how things are done. And I think it, it's really hard for a lot of people to grasp that, but basically think about it is. Um, imagine if you're city council that they were going to try to pass an ordinance and you could just log in and vote online whether you support it or not. It would pass or not instantly. And there's no way to defraud that. Um, and so that's kind of how Tusk is operated. And it, it's kind of like we, we figured out the voting problem, right? Tusk and, you know, Trump and all that voting stuff that was a couple of years ago. We have blockchain voting that's like you can't spoof it. Like, you, yeah. and you know, so if someone, wanted, if someone wanted to, to come in and have a to have to influence what happens at Tusk. They could literally just come in, sign up somewhere, and start buying a lot of Tusk, right? And then they have every every Tusk coin gives them a right to vote, and then they can Correct. start having an influence. And if they really wanted to, they could take over the whole thing or a big part of it. Right? No, they they okay. actually can't. There's a lot of so, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to keep it at a very high level. There's right. a lot of uh, security voting around the voting, so it doesn't okay. get gamed like that. Mm -hmm. um, one to buy enough votes. To buy enough Tusk to have that much influence, you would have to buy, you'd have to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, but two, there's all sorts of breaks on how long that power accumulates. So, so you get a Lexus. So, for instance, you have Tusk in your wallet, you buy today, mm -hmm. you don't get full voting power for, in some cases, weeks or months. It has Definitely. to vest over time. And so, uh, it's a, so to get that full voting power, I think it takes up to two years okay. to get the full weight of those votes. And you have to lock up some of those votes um, to get some of that. It's, it's actually pretty oh, okay. complicated. Right. But these, these are security features to prevent exactly that cartelling or that mm -hmm. abuse of the voting process. And yeah. so, um, but that's, we're always looking at how we can improve things. And the great thing is that you can, we can improve things. And that's where the voting comes in. And if you say, hey, I, I think I can improve this, you know, it's all open source software. So anybody can contribute to it. Um, whether or not it gets adopted, it's a different scenario. But anybody can contribute to working on Tusk, um, whether it's coding or marketing or doing legal, anything they want to do. Okay. Um, we're a community-run organization. So. Okay. So just to reiterate this again, because I know I get the question from a lot of people, someone's interested in Tusk. Where do they go? How do they find out how to even like get Tusk in the first place? So they go to Tusk.network, and they can click on the link for exchanges, and they can purchase it on multiple exchanges. Okay. Just like and, if they were, and, and those are just like if you had a Fidelity or Schwab, you would set up an account just like that, and then you can purchase Tusk that way. Okay. And all of the uh, how to do it and all that's going to be laid out there. Uh, yes. And let's say someone's completely new to, to crypto, 
Um, uh, do you have any like good videos or things for them to search to find out more about we this? Do. Huh? Yes, we do. And they're okay. on the website. So if you click on that uh, exchanges page, there are some walkthroughs on how to make purchases. In fact, including a video. Oh, okay. Very cool. Walt, did you have any other questions here? I know we got about a minute. Nope, I, I, got, I got it answered. I got it answered. <laughs> I, did, I, 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 just, I was just at the thing about how many was just kind of thinking, well, you hear this, this one, that one, this one, this one. And it was like, well, how many are there? But you can't yeah. just randomly, most places have rules of how you can create a crypto, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to make a crypto. So anybody can just make a crypto. Um, okay. And so, you know, and there's different ways to do that. You can okay. make tokens on other blockchains or you can start and launch your own blockchain. Mm -hmm. The hard part is how do you get people to use it? And we're right. still working on that and mm -hmm. we're getting we're starting to get that adoption. But that we've been working on this for five years. Um, and so getting people to use it and accept it and go through what we call market discovery or price discovery, that functionality, um, that's the hard part. And then there's legal ways to launch cryptos. And then there's what most people do is illegal. So and so it's, so if people are selling tokens um, right out of the gate, that's usually an illegal security. We didn't do that. We're not an illegal security under U.S. law. Um, but most crypto tokens probably are. And that's where a lot of the regulations are coming in there to try to clamp that down because people are just launching tokens randomly because for some things it's not difficult to do but to get people to use them and getting an industry to adopt it takes a long time it's a long we, take a, a, we wouldn't be able to keep the who moved my freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like safety harbor firearms shf is a quintessential family-owned small business totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF-50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. Yeah, did yeah. Pooty Poot launch a missile at us or something? Or <laughs> no, 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 we're here. <laughs> We're here. Okay, uh, Rob, I think you were saying something right there before you got cut off. That's my bad. Um, yeah, um, it, it's not hard to launch a crypto. It's hard to get one used and adopted. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard part. That's what's going on right now. Uh, I always tell people, you want to find out about it, go to that uh, Tusk, T-U-S-C dot network. That is the place. Uh, there's lots of ways. You know, Rob's going to tell you right now we're at the, at the end of the show here, so I'm going to have these guys tell you how you can communicate uh, with them. Rob's going to tell you that. Uh, I would suggest hitting him up on social media. As you can tell, he likes to talk, so he's not unapproachable. <laughs> he's very approachable. All the crypto stuff, all this type of things, there's a lot to it. It's, it's not a lot. Like, there know, is a, a lot, yes. You know, it is a yeah. lot. Well, yeah, I mean, gun stuff's a lot too, though. Yes. When you're first yeah, starting out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything uh, is. If you're, you know, it's, it's. I think it's a good thing to just pay attention to and have a knowledge of. And I don't think anyone is uh, going to be forced to do it. But you won't. I don't think you're going to lose from figuring out how this stuff works either, because I think a lot of things that are happening around the world, people are losing confidence in traditional yeah. currencies, and that is not going to go away. Okay, so. Well, you know, go ahead. I bro. mean, Argent, Ar Argentina's cr our currency is collapsing right now. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
we, we're going to have a yeah. lot of that around the world over the next year. We're going to see. We've already yeah. seen a few. So we're going to see mean, more. Think, yeah, think China's currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, China's currency has been falsely propped up forever too. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna there's you're gonna see a whole bunch of ghost cities out in China. You're gonna see you're gonna see some revolutions around the world. You might see one in Russia. Um, well, that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother show. Yes, so, we could go we could go down a big rabbit hole. Yeah, and, and you know that might happen sooner than you. Oh uh, yeah, so. might be happening yeah. right now. They're already starting. People are already starting to protest over there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, listen, uh, I always do appreciate Rob coming on. He's a great guest. Uh, as well as John Crump, by the way. Thanks, big thanks to for, to John Crump for coming on here. I really would suggest that you guys follow John. You can easily find him if you search John Crump. He's got several news outlets that he uh, puts stuff on, and uh, you you know you get a lot of good info from John. Uh, so, and he usually does a he usually does a live show at uh, five five p.m. Eastern. Yes. Um, Yes, absolutely. Also, big thanks to Walter for coming in here and doing double duty. Um, I don't know if we're—I don't know if we're doing the show tomorrow or not. I'm not sure. You know, things. Well, I'm everything. not. I can tell yeah, you that I, I'm not. So. Yeah, everything's up and down or whatever. I don't know what's going on. So we'll see what will happen here. But let me start with Rob. If you can tell the folks, like I said, how can they communicate with you, get in touch with you, follow you on social media, etc. Oh, sure. Um, on social media, you can follow me or just Google at just Rob McNeely, and you can follow me on Twitter. I spend more time there, um, but I'm easy to get a hold of. I have my DMs open if you have a you know specific question. If you're interested in Tusk, um, check us out at Tusk.network, and uh, join our Telegram group. It's just Tusk Network on Telegram. Um, and if I'm not available to answer someone's question, though I usually am, you know, just ping people in the Telegram group. Uh, and I would say that's the fastest way to get started. And, and we have a pretty helpful community. We're spunky. We're still growing. We're still small. But, you know, the 2A world's kind of, you know, it's kind of a small community. So it's going to take time for us to grow. But um, check us out at Tusk.network or Rob McNeely on uh, Twitter. Awesome. And uh, let's go to, let's go over here to Walter. Walter, uh, same for you. How can people follow, communicate with you, find out where more 50s are coming out or... I just put some more together last week. There's some sitting in the rack. So, um, Safety Hour Fireman is on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and Utreon. Um, you can find us there. There's stenparts.com for uh, all your Sten parts related stuff. Uh, hopefully, this uh, receiver stuff might get flipped over, and maybe we'll be back selling Sten tubes. Who knows? Um, and then there's Dirtfoot Racing for the mini bike stuff. So, that's what's, once again on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So, yep. All right, so like on my end, I just want to remind everyone that we do have a discount code from Brownells. That's brand new. It's awesome that Brownells is even letting us do this. So if you use the code STRANGE10, STRANGE10 at Brownells, you can save 10% off any order over 150 bucks. So you can you can find that. That'll be in the dis- in the uh, description and a whole bunch of other places. So, you know, you're, you're out there buying some cool stuff from Brownells. Use the code STRANGE10. Here's what I'm going to do. One, I want to thank everyone for coming on here, uh, both to Rob, Walter, and John. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, really cool to, to see John again. For, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Good to see Rob. I haven't seen him in a while either. And, of course, Walter. Uh, who's going to do words of wisdom? Who wants to do words of wisdom? No volunteers, huh? And it got really quiet. Yeah, I think we should get. I think we should get Rob. I think he's got oh, words geez. of wisdom. He's got words of wisdom. 
I'm all uh, talked out now. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, you don't. You don't have to do it right now. If you just think about. Oh, Walt, no. do you want to do it? No, I was gonna say he can pause a second while you do your outro, and you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna do the little outro here. We're gonna come right back and get some words of wisdom. So stay with us. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're going to rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes or all your favorite places to get your audio podcast from. You can get us on Audible. If you go look for the Who Moved My Freedom podcast on Audible, it's there. Of course, we are part of the Firearms Radio Network, so big shout out to everyone else who's on the Firearms Radio Network. Uh, thanks so much for everyone listening, hanging out with us here tonight. Uh, Rob McNeely of Tusk, words of wisdom, sir. Well, um, I don't have anything prepared, but I'll say this. Um, I'm kind of a doomer, but I think, uh, you know, we're going into some rough times ahead. But I think people here that are listening, you have a chance to prepare for tough times ahead. And I think start with your mentally prepare that change is going to happen. I don't know how bad it's going to get. Maybe it's not going to get bad at all. You know, fingers crossed, right? No one wants things to go bad. But, you know, build real skills. Become specialized. Um, get healthy. Um, I'm getting older and I'm starting to appreciate my health. Um, if you can't get out of debt, uh, you know, mm, yeah. if you have, you can make better decisions if you're not worried about how you're going to pay your rent. Um, save as much money as you can right now. And if you have enough money saved up, make sure you invest in things like crypto, gold, ammo, guns, seeds. But most, impo- most importantly, I would say invest in knowledge and invest in networks. Get to know your neighbor. Get to know your community. Um, and I think if you do those things, I think you're going to be just fine. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Thanks to everyone here. I'm going to hit the button. So stand by for the button being hit. See you guys.